Welcome to the first episode of our Black Star Neo-Anarchist Actual Play Campaign for Patrons of the Arcology Podcast. In this first session, we introduce you to the team of Shadowrunners who have been assembled in Panama to ensure that the space elevator being built there is accessible to all, not just locked down for the corporate elite. We're, we're on the clock now. TikTok, man. TikTok. Okay. So, welcome to the Arcology uh, Black Star campaign, uh, where we, yeah. a group of uh, runners, are part of Black Star uh, uh, Neo or Anarchists, who are comprised of uh, shadow runners who work for the Anarchist cause. They're actually uh, really the action arm for uh, really the Anarchist Black Cross, which is an organization going way back uh, over a century and a half uh, to the Anarchist Red Cross in Tsarist Russia during a time of many, many revolutions and a lot of uh, political uh, mo- uh, movements in them. Um, I brought that up. Because uh, all of you, uh, through your connections to the uh, Anarchist Black Cross, uh, you all uh, voted on or volunteered or otherwise kind of cashed in or traded to become an active cell in uh, Panama where the corporations are building a skyhook or sky elevator or some massive space project uh, there, which... uh, since none of you are great physicists or engineers, uh, you are not quite sure how it works, but it looks awesome uh, in there. And it's a huge project that's taking quite a few uh, AAA corporations working together to uh, get this uh, off the ground. And you've been tasked with the overall goal of ensuring that uh, this great uh, engineering feat, uh, the access to it, the way it's used, It can be used by everyone that uh, it's not going to be restricted to the AAA. So you guys are going to figure out how you're going to do that, uh, whether by hook or crook or some other way to arrange it so that it's possible for uh, that. This is open to the people uh, so they can use it in some way. So that's the overall background. You each have your particularly specialties. You're all uh, well-known uh, prime runners and have a reputation uh, within Black Star for something that you have done. Um, so people uh, that are in the know will know who you are and you're considered uh, elite, uh, experienced runners who uh, will know what they're doing. And we'll see if this works in actual. So we're going to cycle through this list and everybody's going to give a capsule uh, review of their character um, you're specifically going to look uh, talk about your rep, what other people will know about you. Uh, because, as we're going to do in this session, you're all either know each other or going to be introduced to each other in the session. And it's a good way to start off uh, getting to know each other. So we'll start at the top of the list that I see here. So um, there's somebody with this name I'm going to mispronounce uh, in funny ways for the entire duration uh, of this game and campaign. Uh, some uh, caro uh, bag or something. Uh, I'm up the. I'm playing Carl Gvig, and I'm a Irish Catholic uh, Black Star operative. 
um, actually set uh, set in out of Chicago at the moment. Um, and I stuck around uh, helping Chicago kind of rebuild and things like that. Um, I'm known as one of the Arcane Three, who are uh, part of the Association of Awakened Anarchists. And uh, those three are particularly adept at seeking down magical artifacts and uh, requisitioning them for Black Star use. Thank you, uh, Carol. And uh, next is uh, Jane. So my name is Jane. I've been in Black Star for a little while. Spent some time down in Bogota. Did some stuff. Shut down. As technologies wall they were trying to build. Worked with the Sands a little bit. Got split up. Found my way back. People knew who I am. I get work. I get paid. It's all good. Thank you. And next uh, we have Lately. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a bit of a uh, face, a uh, you know, a pretty face, of course, and uh, I'm handy with the technical gear as well. And next we have Padre, who's getting snacks. <laughs> I think he's uh, busy in prayer. We'll uh, hear his confession later. Ah, crap! I forgot to push the button. <laughs> I was rambling on and on. <laughs> okay, let me start over. Take two. Uh, <laughs> Buenos tardes. Uh, mi nombre es Padre Francisco Dominguez. Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, you may call me Padre. I have been with Black Star for about, um, how you say, one month. I, um, uh, I have uh, my local parish. I, I teach to the children and I, I preach to the uh, adults at a local church here in the slums. And I... Uh, I have built a reputation for clearing the slums out from the nasty spirits. Thank you. And next we have Sans. Sans is an elf. Um, something of a, I guess, an operative with a reputation for his work in Bogota about five years ago. Uh, fighting really hard in the jungle, helping lead guerrilla forces and plan, um, you know, special hit-and-run strike operations that really made it difficult for the Azis to accomplish much as far as establishing their um, wall infrastructure to help them win the war. If it wasn't for other factors, um, our push and our actions in the jungle there, I believe, would have been decisive in favor of the side we were fighting for. But, you know, things went wrong, things fell apart. And uh, I went back to my life. Uh, recently, I've heard about Black Star coming, uh, coming up again and, and getting started. And um, I want to be part of that and make sure we do it right this time. Uh, again, an elf, uh, kind of um, a street sound. My reputation would be that of something of a combat specialist. Uh, maybe a you know, person who's good at stealth and that sort of thing. And finally, oh, well, not finally. Oh, uh, but we get to the Duke. The Duke of Dex. Sid Vicious, Johnny Payphone, the Duke. His Majesty, the Duke of Dex, he's kind of a big thing. You may or may not have from him before, but if you haven't heard about him, you will soon. He's doing everything out both in the digital and the physical world. He started off his life as a corporate brat and decided to forsake the life of privilege to tear down all systems. He's never met a system he has liked to destroy. Bit of a uh, neo-bet, neonet hater uh, on the radical side. Uh, he, he made his reputation within Black Star. Um, not only specifically targeting Neonet, uh, but having basically used what he knew about the organization to pick at them uh, as much as he possibly can. But uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a bit of a digital cowboy, but uh, he likes blowing stuff up both in and outside. 
And finally, and not least, Johnny Redline. Ow! Johnny Redline. Rigor extraordinaire. If it goes fast, has an engine, it could be supercharged, it could be redlined, it can be modified. That's my thing. You know, I'm just a poor boy from the, from the Motor City. Oh, I'm sorry, Detroit. Yeah, Aries Town, whatever. Okay, yeah, a bunch of biggest corp town you ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's so nice and pretty here. Everybody loves it here. It's great. Aries is wonderful. <sighs> Please, whatever. Another corporate trying to keep us down, trying to keep us from having fun, being free, you know. And you know what? Ended up in the UCAS Army against my will just because I happened to take, you know, a couple, you know, night errant vehicles for a little spin. I mean, come on. I mean, those things are so poorly maintained. They needed somebody to show them how to properly drive those things. But, you know, whatever. I did my time, learned some stuff, got some nice wear, and, well, kind of got back to town. Got back home and, well, seems that Night Eric decided that, uh, well, they didn't like the fact that I was back in town. So, eh, well, what can I say? The uh, 100-mile-an-hour chase down I-75 was rather fun. And, well, they eventually got their car back. <laughs> eventually. But, you know, hey, things are getting a little hot. Things are kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, this whole Black Star thing seems kind of cool. They got this whole freedom th- idea going, which, you know, I'm kind of digging everything, you know. I mean... I don't like it when people tell me what to do. Authority, not necessarily my thing. But, you know, hey, if I can, you know, drive fast, look good, and uh, help some people along the way, that's a good day. Thank you, Johnny. He's always at the red line. I think Johnny and I are going to get along well. Drive it like you stole it, slaggers. Hell yeah. So that's the introductions to the group. Those are all things that you would know about each other, whether or not you have met through uh, rumors or knowledge uh, uh, as you are part of this uh, overall anarchist organization. Uh, One of the ways that uh, anarchists share information and uh, work together and part of how uh, you as a group became assembled is that they have... uh, uh, they have these uh, hosts that are out there. In fact, uh, you can look back uh, over time that uh, Shadowlands and Captain Chaos was an example of one of these hidden Matrix hosts that housed a lot of information used by the anarchists and shared by all of the anarchists in there. And uh, each of you would uh, have experience or connections through that. That's really how... You became aware of this opportunity for this cell to be put together and grow uh, an organization supporting the anarchists in uh, in Panama, uh, where this uh, skyhook or elevator is going to be built uh, in there. As part of that process of building out, uh, each of you is expected uh, to make a specific contribution or goal uh, towards uh, developing the organization uh, in uh, Panama uh, in there. And uh, uh, so this is kind of a little bit of uh, out of character or character discussion to set uh, what uh, the group as a whole is meant to do what Black Star cells traditionally do, where they'll recruit uh, and perform jobs or actions uh, in the area and develop a presence and infrastructure, and that's what you'll do in this area. But overall, there may be some specific goals to build up uh, the organization. For example, outreach or coordination uh, with other groups, uh, such as uh, Action uh, or Terra First, 
uh, that uh, may operate in this area or other connections that you have. So um, I think uh, you guys, I'm going to open this discussion up for you. If you guys have ideas about what your character would like to do or have offered uh, to do as a specialty, for example, uh, it might make sense for Padre as a helper of the poor to uh, look at uh, doing the same thing in Panama and building up connections uh, that way. That's an excellent idea. I feel so, like we should kick off this party with a really big bang. I feel like I'm not surprised. Johnny, you can get us a, 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 a semi, right? Wow. Get you, maybe. Can I hotwire it? Yeah. Can I take it for a drive? Yeah. I might need a little bit of help. What, are you thinking a beer run? Yeah, that ends in a really big bang at a certain space terminal. Hmm. Yeah, but that'd be a good waste of beer. But they'll never see us coming. Um, good point. The goal, the goal is not to destroy the space elevator. That might be spectacular, but it is actually an amazing piece of engineering uh, uh, that can support a lot of people, and it's really about making sure it's accessible to everybody. Yeah, but the suits are just going to end up owning it all for themselves and using it to put everybody else down. So let's take away their toys. Uh, so you're in the kind of Luddite faction of the anarchists. Sir, I do not like that term, but I'll accept It's probably going to be the kindest name I get. I, I certainly want to um, use my skills to uh, you know, provide medical support to the group, uh, any sort of needed first aid that comes up through potential operations, of course as well as uh, any medicinal support anyone needs, including creating any sort of um, oh, uh, custom uh, concoctions uh, designed to really really bring out the uh, each agent's best qualities, if they're interested. Um, other than that, uh, my uh, skills and knowledge of chemistry would uh, be of some help in uh, potentially infiltrating and perhaps uh, co-opting, to some degree, uh, part of the... Um, underworld in the area you know people are involved in the drug trade if we can become a part of that that could be very useful vector for us to recruit from and of course uh, a revenue stream but that could also involve making all sorts of other political uh issues that could pile on top of the mission on top of uh, any others we already might have to deal with so we would want to consider that option very carefully I mean, if we're talking about helping people, I guess I could always litigate in court, but that's so boring. Uh, this is as technology territory. Courts have little to no meaning here. We should, uh, as you say, we should help the people. Uh, they are potential to get uh, information. I'm, I'm also uh, relatively skilled at extracting information from um, some less willing targets without resorting to some of the more crude means. I know, strap them to the hood of my car and going for a joyride sounds like fun. I mean, that's the way I do it. I mean, everybody reevaluates the decisions of whether or not they're going to talk based on how much they're sitting on. That's the easiest way. Ineffective. You're just as likely to get false information as positive. They'll tell you anything you want to hear to get you to stop doing what you're doing. Well, I have a particular interest in looking out for magical items and things like that, which we can bring back and help our cause with, so I'll be looking in particular for any tarot cards or other magical things that might show up. Uh, haven't been to Panama very much, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be right hatchet if we can bring something back. So are we meeting for the first time here? Or are we, um, I guess, chatting over a forum before we meet? 
this is guess, like a forum chat where you've uh, been uh, assembled or designated as a group. You've been given your sub-forum for you to get together to have this discussion. You're all the Anarchist Black Cross, also known as AB+, uh, is their kind of ticker symbol. Um, they will be providing you guys uh, transportation and uh, cover as soon as you get you to Panama from wherever you're starting. Uh, so you will be meeting uh, in Panama. But uh, this is an example of an exchange that you could have uh, over the sub-forum um, there. Um, uh, one of the uh, kind of uh, uh, the, the anarchy, um, uh, anarchist Black Cross uh, um, moderators uh, mentions that uh, you may want to look at uh, uh, identifying or setting up your own uh, shadow host uh, in that area to support all of the activities there. Uh, that was a way to uh, make sure you can exchange and share information that of any of the anarchists that need it that you recruit. Well, it's probably a good idea that one of you other folks do that because I'm afraid that I don't know much about the technology. Sorry, man, I got you covered. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty good at getting my hands on things that are difficult to acquire, even if uh, people have active means of preventing others from getting their hands on said things. Duke, why don't you set up the uh, infrastructure we'll need for communications down there, and I'll set up some metric searches to find out some background information. Maybe we can get some information about who the movers and are in the area before we have our boots on the ground. Yeah. Roger, roger. Yeah, and if we could also maybe find a nice place where we could shack up, maybe a couple poss- possible safe houses, stuff like that, because... Uh, you know, not to be greedy here, but uh, I'm going to need a, at least a garage to park uh, some of my wheels. Otherwise, this uh, whole thing for me is going to end real quick. I'll need a place with good ventilation and uh, perhaps off-the-grid power and access to a source of propane or something uh, to set up a, a, a chem- chemistry shop, and uh, preferably a subtle one. All right. What uh, all of you can you know readily find out and know uh, about Panama or that new region um, is, uh, of course, uh, one of the really famous things there. There used to be a Panama Canal that went uh, from the Caribbean to the Pacific Ocean. Uh, and Panama City, uh, the largest uh, urban area, uh, was on the Pacific uh, Ocean side of that, uh, on the south. Uh, and um, a few decades ago, uh, winter night uh, nuked uh, the Panama Canal, and it is unusable and no longer have it. So you can imagine this was a major income and resource for Panama. And then since it got nuked, uh, it went into a, a bust period economically, uh, be very devastated and very poor. And then recently, uh, this project to do the Skyhook or Space Elevator, uh, whatever this technological marvel is, um, has... Uh, turned it back into a boom. Uh, there's also, of course, as some of you have directly experienced, the fact that uh, the Columbia, to, uh, it's really to the east, but uh, you know, in mind it might be south of Panama, uh, was uh, subject to a huge uh, war uh, activity in that area. And uh, Panama was affected by that. Uh, either Some of the fighting uh, reached there, um, 
and uh, all of the logistics and things were set up in there. So it, it was a kind of a, the rear area for war zone uh, in Colombia. Um, they have dug a new canal. I think it's in Nicaragua, uh, in uh, the area to the north. Uh, instead of revitalizing Panama, uh, they just dug a new canal uh, across uh, Nicaragua. So now there's a Nicaragua canal. So that's the general uh, sh history for the last uh, 20 years or so of what's happened there. Uh, what it means is uh, um, there's uh, there's a lot of people have moved in, in the last few years. It's like a boom town in doing it. You have maybe a million plus people in Panama City there uh, working and supporting uh, what AS Technology and Cytokrip and a couple other of the AAAs are doing there. So it's quite active in there. Now, the rest of Panama uh, really hasn't um, benefited from uh, all of the economic um, activity that's occurred. Um, and that may be part of what uh, you guys can look to address or correct or take advantage of in setting up your organization. There are native uh, tribes or people that uh, are in Panama. There's two large groups uh, that are in the area that uh, are uh, Native American Indians that live uh, in Panama. And uh, they actually had uh, have a lot of cultural autonomy. Um, you can certainly make connection with them um, because of all of the violence and war, to war activity in there. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, what you would call revolutionary or resistance or tribal autonomy uh, violence um, there um, because historically they've been autonomous and then they've had to deal with all these situations. And as you know, uh, Aslan has been uh, very strongly, uh, they're very active in suppressing uh, any of the Native American uh, independence movement stuff. In fact, that's a lot of what happened in the Yucatan Peninsula was a lot of fighting uh, that ended up uh, totally devastating uh, that area uh, where it's a semi-toxic zone. Well, they seem to be a good place to, um, uh, seem to good seem to be a good place to start as far as making connections go and, and, and that and that's concerned oh, i can't talk i think we should two uh places one city and then one in the country so we can uh, between them as necessary and we have a fallback position if one of them falls sounds good you can never have too many boat holes it's probably important to me that we don't go down there and act the maggots and uh in disrupt the lives of the everyday people there so yeah, in the country would be a great thing, and then if we need to, moving into the city, just uh, so that we don't bring any heat down unnecessarily. Define disrupt. Well, I think that, you know, going down there and uh, putting ourselves in the line of fire is one thing. Going down there and putting the uh, everyday folks of Panama in the line of fire is something totally different. Agreed. Oh, I thought you were talking about I wasn't going to be able to drive fast, because if that's the case, <laughs> we're going to have issues. <laughs> What was the old song that used to be out about a century ago? Um, I can't drive 55. Yeah, something like that. Ah, no worries, laddie. We can go down there and take the piss out of whoever we want to. I just don't want to get any locals killed. Well, you have to. Locals are like-minded. Uh, nothing says welcome to the neighborhood like showing up with a creative arms to help their revolution. Well, maybe you ought to find out whether or not they're revolutionaries before we start handing out the guns. 
Yeah, adding guns to the mix might not be the best solution. As I'm sure Jane and Sans know that giving guns to the locals doesn't automatically solve any problems, regardless of whether they're automatic weapons. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just say the, the military route has military consequences. Yeah, anything we do can't be just a one-time measure. See, si, see, si, this, is, this is muy bueno. Helps the locals. Yes. You know, Padre, as my priest used to say, there's, there's many things that can be solved using guns. The only problem is eventually you'll cause a problem that can't be solved that way. Uh, Padre will look at you and just kind of put his hand up and kind of shake it left, right, like, mm, somewhat. Of course, good old-fashioned car bomb does solve problems. Or I waste a perfectly good car. Just get yourself a cheap drone. You can do the same thing. I the miracles of modern technology. Praise Chrysler. <laughs> I that's very close to blasphemy, son. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm just getting started on the blaspheming. You'll be getting a nasty look from Padre. All right. Uh, here's a question I have. Does Johnny Redline know how to fix cars, or does he just drive them? Yes. If it goes on land, sea, or air, I can drive it and fix it. Some a little better than others. Which brings up a good point. How are we all getting down? I thought somebody at Blackstar was taking care of that for us. I I hope they've got it set up because I've got a lot of gear that, that has to be transferred. I got a van. Okay, so where is uh, where are you guys starting or hanging out to begin with? Duke's in Chicago. Hi. The P- Padre's already in Panama. Say, Duke, maybe we could travel together. Sure, Sans, I think Johnny's up in the world, too. Sands has been living in Seattle. Yeah, I'm still around Detroit-ish. Yeah, you know, that I whole got... all-points bulletin thing, you know, kind of puts a dampener on, uh, you know, where I can set up shop. <laughs> well, if Blackstar's okay with it, I've got a, um, a contact that's an international carrier named Silver, who's got reasonable rates. And then I also have a, a, a Coyote contact, who uh, she goes by the name of Wiley who uh, runs a uh, T-Bird uh, operation that should be able to get uh, me, and, me and my uh, pals through. Jane, are you also in Seattle? Uh, no, actually. I figured she's probably en route to Panama. She likes to get places early. And did I miss where Lately is? Lately spends most of his time on the West Coast, uh, close to the but not in it. Probably in Cal State at the moment. Uh, I've got a contact named Falcone, who's a it's out of there. He might be able to bring uh, down. So, courtesy of uh, Anarchist Black Cross, uh, you guys are given uh, cover identities uh, and uh, arrangements either through your own own contacts or uh, other means that they have, and you're all uh, sent to uh, those of you that are not in Panama already. Uh, you are all meet in Auckland in uh, Cal Free, uh, where you are uh, basically, uh, you're put on this uh, old, uh, uh, decrepit uh, kind of uh, fishing trawler, uh, deep sea fishing trawler, uh, but it's, um, it's large enough that uh, Johnny Redline's uh, vehicles can be stowed on it. Uh, and uh, it's a terribly inefficient uh, old vessel. It's a, a rust bucket. Uh, you're not sure how it's holding itself together, uh, but you're put on that vessel and you sail uh, down the coast uh, towards uh, Panama uh, as uh, part of this trip. Um, 
you have the feeling that uh, this might be the last voyage for this vessel, uh, um, and perhaps they're going to heavily insure it uh, just before it sinks uh, after leaving Panama. Viking funeral! <laughs> You're not sure the rust will burn. <laughs> well, I don't know. Give it a, give it a fuel on it. It'll burn. Enough napalm will make it burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say there, Johnny, um, would it be worth bringing my Harley along, or do you think that you're going to have the transportation covered once we get there? Oh, no, more the merrier. You never know. We might need a, a, a go-fast option. See, I got a couple – I got two vehicles. I got a big old van, you know, for partying, and I got a nice little Ford Americar, which will pretty much blend in everywhere. But uh, she's not exactly souped up yet. She's kind of like my work in progress. But uh, if you want to bring your hog with you, by all means, heck, I might be able to give you some custom mods on that sucker in our downtime. Ah, hatchet. Then I'll bring my Harley along. Sweet. So we're slowing it down to uh, animal. Yeah, I think uh, yes, mo- most are. of us will be on the boat. Uh, so you, you'll notice that, that when, I, when I come along, uh, I have uh, a kind of medium-length dark hair and uh, blue eyes. A fairly good-looking elf, but kind of nondescript. Um, you know, fair skin and um, uh, I'm just kind of wearing uh, you know jeans and this kind of this armor jacket, but it's kind of a hoodie look to it. Um, and I've got a couple of uh, dogs with me, uh, one of which is often kind of running up ahead and probably sniffing at you and and uh, uh, running around and checking you out is a small Jack Russell Terrier, and the other one hanging back closer by me and uh, kind of casually walk, looking around the area is a Rottweiler. Uh, both of which have their own um, sort of armored uh, setups that mostly cover their back and sides, but do have uh, some stuff that, that that protects their legs as well and uh, kind of up over the tops of their heads, almost helmet-like. And then they have uh, these earphones and the goggles on over them as well. So they're really adorable and also look very tactical. Oh, I'll roll the windows down for them. They can put their head out while we're driving. Padre, you're in Panama City. What are you See, doing there? Uh, Padre would be, uh, he's got a little uh, parish he set up in the slums of Panama where he cleared out a bunch of the riffraff and, uh, you know, drove out a few spirits. So he'd be, uh, you know, taking care of his parish, doing the daily, the daily needs of what the parish needs, you know, taking care of the grounds, preaching to the folks, teaching the children. Okay, uh, Padre, you've been informed of a uh, an arrival date when the heartfelt prophet of kindness will be arriving in Panama City, and you know that the rest of your cell uh, should be on board for the for that. Then, uh, Padre would make sure to be at the docks when it landed, so he could see who gets off and give him the the secret handshake and uh, welcome him to the city. Okay, uh, I believe uh, lately in the Duke of Decks, you guys might be interested in getting some information before you get to Panama City? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Well, there's a lot of people involved. Uh, is there is something in particular that you're interested in discovering? Well, I think uh, um, any who's in charge of dealing with the, the local picture, like management decisions or who they hire, that kind of thing. In, in- All right. So that's uh, um, that's not really. I mean, go ahead and roll. Well, actually, why did I roll? Um, we're not even going to really roll for that. Uh, obviously, anybody who wants to sell or work with any of these corporations 
they need to have a way to identify how, how do you, who do you approach, where are these contracts posted, who approves or manages the budget for the materials, uh, the service contracts, uh, all of those kind of things. This is not hidden information. Um, right, but I want to get a, a background brief on the people that make those decisions so I know more about them individually. So you want the specific individuals that run that program or would be behind the scenes making those kind of decisions or evaluation? Yes. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a matrix search role. I'll uh, tag team with you and give you some advice. You're, uh, this is definitely at least uh, not publicized or of limited interest. And in this case, um, it's actually hidden. The processes for doing bids and everything are really done through, um, you know, these um, um, these systems uh, and automated processes, you know, over the matrix. Uh, actually identifying individual may set policy or be able uh, to mess with the system. Um, not necessarily, it's kind of obscure uh, and a little bit protected because those people uh, are subject to if it's known who's involved, uh, they can be sub become vulnerable and subject to uh, all kinds of criminal interests who want to influence them. Uh, it'll change the threshold to six. Uh, you also, we're going to take the minus two dice pull modifier. Let's go. You guys can easily do this. You have a whole boat trip down. Did you say minus two? Yes, minus two. So I gave you five dice on uh, my assess. Okay, that's uh, seven hits on my first roll. Okay, so you uh, you hit the threshold. You are going to get a set of names, which we're now going to use the shadow one name generator. While he's pulling up names, I started a uh, a new section in the uh, in the Google Doc for us to put notes in. So is uh, Jane on the boat with us, or is she getting down to Panama some other way? I figured I was already en route. So Duran will be staying with the Padre in his neighborhood or find another downtrodden neighborhood to crash in. I suppose we'll just see what it's like when we get down there. So uh, Angela Eichmann, uh, so Angela Eichmann, uh, Eugen Hirsch, Carl Wilhelm Juncker, and Carolyn Bosch are uh, four people that uh, if the system isn't automatically doing it or adjusting it or people that can... Uh, independently decide uh, about contracts uh, and purchases. Angela Eichmann-Faust, uh, Eugen Hirsch, Carl Wilhelm Juncker, and Carolyn Bosch. Um, you uh, can make the connection that they're all German, and they probably work for Cider Crush. Germans in South America, that doesn't happen very often. No, not at all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of them is an Eichmann. Just going to step away from that one. I'll be keeping me out. Right, is anybody else doing any preparation for the trip? Uh, I like the spelling on the sadder crap. My personal touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have some good intel on potential targets or people to influence uh, for things. Um, so that's uh, certainly good uh, for uh, planning an operation around that, whatever it is. We're probably going to need some startup app once we get down here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have uh, really nothing as far as liquid assets goes. I've, I've got some good equipment and uh, some good stuff to get things started, but uh, really there's nothing much I can do till 
till we get a space to work from and uh you know some money and materials coming through okay so you guys uh, are thinking heavily about all the things that you could do or need to do uh, clearly you have a lot of work that you can that you can think about that you need to do uh, and you're gonna have to work out you know what are you gonna do first um, what kind of activities are you interested in looking at um, you've you have identified some potential targets of influence, but how you're going to influence them or what you're going to do, you don't know. Um, the your boat is uh, the heartfelt prophet of kindness. Uh, you are arriving uh, and coming into Panama City. Um, you haven't had any uh, major trouble on the way down with any weather or anything. Uh, very lucky. Um, as you uh, you sail into the harbor, you can see there's this huge construction project uh, going on um, where uh, you can see they're building something uh, going up uh, into the sky. It's a little bit strange in that there's this huge construction area, but the uh, so there's a huge footprint, uh, but it's going up. Uh, but it's like they're just—it's a cable kind of thing that's going up. So what's going up is a very narrow um, slice of thing. And now we're going to get—we're going to ignore uh, all of the physics. We're just going to talk about this once, so everybody's clear on what the difference between a space elevator and a skyhook uh, are. Uh, the space elevator is actually connecting to the ground uh, and goes into space. Uh, for our narrative and the Shadowrun universe, uh, I'm just going to, I think we're just going to call this uh, a space elevator uh, that they're constructing. Uh, the fact that it's not directly on the equator where the construction uh, tensions would be the least is makes this even more amazing because this cable not only has to uh, hold its own weight of the forces as it's kind of orbiting the Earth at the, at the same speed as the rotation of the Earth, uh, but it's actually about nine degrees off of the equator, uh, and that introduces a lot of uh, torsional forces, which can be overcome, um, but uh, it's the miracle of modern science and technology that these AAA corps are able to overcome with their superior engineering um, to make it possible to build this in Panama City. It's bloody brilliant. It is. It's German, probably. That's yeah, probably, probably why it's going to work. And, and probably the Germans complain all the time of why isn't this built on? If we weren't going to build it in an equator, why didn't we build it in a temperate climate where I wouldn't sweat all the time? Um, so you can tell a huge amount of activity as you sail in. You arrive, and on the dock waiting for you are Padre and Jane. Hi, Padre and Jane, I presume. Uh, Jane the Padre will... Not as well. Yeah, probably one of the first um, entities off the boat is the uh, Jack Russell Terrier, who will probably run right up to Padre and sniff him and uh, run right over to Jane and sniff her and then sort of uh, um, take up a position between the two and uh, agree to be pet. Uh, the Padre will bend down and see if the dog can shake and if it knows the secret Black Star handshake. Jane just watches them. Carl, Playing the fool, I'll go up and I'll start to sniff Padre as well. Um, the crew of the Heartfelt Prophet of Kindness 
um, start unloading all of your equipment and vehicles. Uh, it takes about an hour or so to unload everything. <laughs> hey, nobody uh, offloading my vehicles. I'll do it myself. <laughs> but the Duke only has a duffel bag. Oi, careful with the wheels. The dogs are currently not wearing their armor because it's pretty hot, and I'm not expecting us to get shot at right now. You are absolutely in the tropics where it's typically between 24 and 32 degrees centigrade every day of the year, all year. So you're making, uh, making a good place of, uh, of the city then, are you, Padre? Ah, uh, si, si, yeah, we uh, do what we can. I've heard you've been making some uh, great strides, getting to know a lot of the community, yes? Si, in, uh, in the slums, yes, I know many of the people. They come to the parish, and uh, we have uh, give blessings, and uh, we help educate the uh, children. They have no formal schooling, so you know we we do what we can. Ah, that's great work that you're doing, and and having a man of people like you, if uh, working with us on this project, is definitely going to help to get the the backing of the local community. That's that's the sort of thing that we need. Yes. So uh, slightly longer than an hour later, since uh, Johnny is helping uh, unload. Um, all the stuff is on the dock. Uh, and uh, where are you guys going to go? Are you all going to go to Padre's place? Well, before we do that, I'm in the van. Imagine the sort of uh, my version of the A-Team van. Black, but instead of a horizontal stripe along the side, it'll be a red stripe that goes along the front over the top. As soon as it's offloaded, I give her a good rev. Kick that engine up, vroom, put the window down, roll up there. Everyone says, y'all need a lift somewhere? Yo. Well, hop in as the doors open up. You claim shotgun. Yeah, the dogs go running, running and hop in. And uh, uh, Sands, who's been kind of hanging back for the most part, he kind of, you know, uh, stayed back and kind of watched a lot of the uh, a lot of the unloading and didn't really approach Padre and Jane. Um, he, he'll, he'll get in. It's a hell of a beast you got here, Redline. Does look stuck at all? Well, let's just say there's some things on here which might uh, avoid any warranties. <laughs> <laughs> this little beast right here, well, I call her Gloria. Gloria here, she's not exactly built for speech. Uh, since I kind of had an idea, we might, I don't know what we're going to be getting into. She's more of a general purpose. If you take a look back yonder, you'll see us, you'll see some uh, fine drone racks out there with uh, some uh, little knickknacks of my own. You know, perfect for a little snooping and, you know, and couple with a little extras if you catch my drift for if we get in any trouble. Now, the one that's behind me, that's Layla. Layla's the one. She's a work in progress. Once I get it, once I get her finished just the way I like her. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be a speed demon. Nice. He just leans back with the rigor cocoon open. He's wearing one thing you do notice about him is that he seems to like he takes the red line motif kind of seriously. You notice his jumpsuit, his jacket, even the helmet he wears which looks like it was ripped off from uh, probably a T-bird pilot, all have a nice red stripe up the long uh, the left side and he even have a red stripe tattoo which goes up up his left eye and it looks like it actually merges with the helmet. Seems to be his thing. Yeah, Sands, on the other hand, seems to give off this air of casual um, laziness. Just, he's at ease, doesn't seem to be troubled or worried about much about anything. Often has his hands in his pocket, lounging. Doesn't seem to give off any sense of urgency. 
Yeah, Karag has um, got his, his uh, jeans on and uh, kind of a uh, cut-off jean jacket and a um, one of those kind of uh, a a a-frame undershirts. I don't know what you call those, but he's um, noticeably keeping his distance from uh, Jane and Sands, and he uh, just hops on his bike and gets ready to take off. Well, the Duke very much looks like he's probably lived in the street. His possessions fit in a duffel bag, which slings over the end of his AK and hops into Red Line's van, shotgun, taps the door and says, let's let the fire kick tires. Ow! I like him! All right. Sands will wait to see who, uh, Sands will wait to see uh, which vehicle uh, Jane gets in before deciding to go in one of the other ones. But uh, there's a pretty good chance that, um, that the uh, Jack Russell Terrier will will pick some other vehicle besides the one that uh, Sands is riding in. Maybe a riding in, just just picking someone seemingly random and like just sitting in their lap. Is anyone allergic to dogs? Nah. Dogs. Nope. I love dogs. I'm allergic. Hey, uh, hey, Sands. If uh, I'm not quite sure what's up, but if you uh, if you wanna if you wanna ride in Layla right there, you can all just uh, sit in the driver's seat, and make it look like you're driving. I'll uh, I'll handle everything. Sounds good. So, uh, Padre will say something to the effect of, um, you're welcome to stay at the church with me. Uh, it is very humble, not much there, but I feel we should find a, a suitable location to set up, uh, uh, set up shop. Yes. That ain't a bad idea. Okay. So, uh, where, uh, Padre has set up is uh, on the uh, Panama City, actually, the the coastline is the southern coastline, so the city's all north of it. Um, the canal, uh, the old canal, or what used to be the canal, but not very usable since part of it was nuked, is on the western edge of the city. And uh, where uh, Padre's church is, uh, is to the north um west uh, so along the canal and north of the city inland uh where it's uh, you can tell uh, not many people here it's just like the barrens in seattle like uh it was abandoned when the population uh was uh, it was lowered uh some people live there because there are houses and housing there but they haven't been taken care of for 20 years um specifically you can tell like uh, padre's church uh, one wall uh is only partially there uh it's got holes in it um you some of you uh, may suspect that there's still maybe nuclear radiation uh, in the water that's flowing through the canal here uh, but hey you know uh, you'd have to get your geiger counters out and do some measurements uh, to check uh, uh, if that's the case uh, you know somebody did set off a nuke in the canal uh, uh, not too long ago and uh, but uh, this you know basically you have like a roof over your head and in in this case the church is ahead because it's got at least three walls for the win uh and padre do you have some assistance for people that help you with your church uh yeah the the uh locals yes uh i was going to mention i've got a uh, a knowledge skill of uh church safe houses and uh church friendly businesses because not all businesses are friendly to the uh, catholic church uh, I was thinking maybe I could roll one of those to help find a uh, 
a suitable place to set up a shop at. Go ahead and make your church now church safe house world. Now you know the church safe houses usually are like sanctuaries for the poor and oppressed that may yes. move early. Right. Exactly. That's why I was asking you that help us find a shop like a an abandoned warehouse that kind of thing where we could actually set up uh, what's his nuts uh, chemistry lab and uh, you know maybe fortify the place a little bit have a little doggy door put in. Well, you you know as you only need a doggy door if the place has doors. You're going to want doors. Uh, so I got three hits on six dice for the safe houses. Uh, excellent. So um, there's uh, you have a couple choices. One is, you know, there's abandoned, lots of abandoned property uh, in this area um, that, uh, uh, that uh, basically people can go in and just take over. Uh, and you know that's okay for them to do it because nobody's really laid claim or operated in them for a long time. But it's going to be run down, not have any kind of power supply or equipment. It's just shelter. Uh, the other options uh, are there are uh, places that uh, you know people have made available uh, temporarily to church, people on vacation, they left the country, come back, or they shuttered the place temporarily. Um, you can easily find a place that might be available for a month at a time, uh, depending on, on people moving around. Uh, also, if people move or are selling, you know, a place that you could use temporarily, but those are all temporary locations that you really look at from being available from a month uh, to two months uh, before, you know, somebody would have to give up or get out of there. Uh, certainly easily enough to get somebody in this group in there overnight, uh, but they're not suitable for long-term, uh, you know, they're planning to be there more than a, a month or so. Right. I will share all this information uh, with the rest of the assembled team and see what uh, kind of input we get. Well, we're going to need a place to park our vehicles where they're going to be not visible to the outside, because I'm assuming there are going to be times where there are going to be people looking for them. And we're going to need a room to work on stuff and, you know, put together concoctions or repairs and modifications on vehicles or whatever other technical things come up. Um, hey, Redline, uh, I read your uh, uh, rep sheet. Um, says you're, you're good at um, pretty much uh, any of the technical skills. Does that cover... The industrial or architectural variety? Unfortunately, not. I had to uh, wasn't I had to skip that particular course in college. Yeah, Drek. I don't know. We're gonna need some place with power then. If uh, if we don't have the know how to, you know, set it up and put together our own sort of subtle off the grid infrastructure, we're gonna have to go somewhere where it's already hooked up. At least, uh, unless anybody else has any ideas on that. I mean, give me a day. I could ask around and ask around, find a local fixer. Make those connections for us. I mean, in, a, in an area like this, there's probably somebody that has the the know-how to get, you know, uh, a good uh, trade connection, power connection, water, that sort of thing. I'm sure the star can put us in contact with somebody. All right. So mechanically, now you guys can do this discussion however you want, but mechanically, you're going to have to uh, to get some of the things you want or desire, basically you're going to have to buy a lifestyle here for that. Can we do the lifestyle plus 10% for each additional person? Uh, absolutely. So 
you might want to figure out what you want uh, as a group and set up a lifestyle uh, that has the particular, once you buy the lifestyle, you, you get those amenities and you can set some things up. So however you decide to do that, that's just going to be a, a cost for that. Uh, so like middle class, middle plus a garage plus a, well, what did you want, a special work area for drug yeah. creation? Uh, so, yep. in mid, so in middle, uh, let's say the middle, uh, middle lifestyle, a garage is a normal thing that you get with that. Let's uh, up the security in that too, if we could. I'm willing to pay for it. Anything above water is a step up for this guy. I'm just figuring that if it's uh, middle lifestyle split, what is it, seven ways? It comes out close to a low lifestyle cost. That sounds great. So that's just a piece of uh, paperwork uh, that we can go through. You guys figure that out. You set that up. No problem. There's uh, certainly a property available, and you just want to set that up uh, how you need uh, for now. Uh, and that's uh, that you spend time finding a location that's suitable uh, for you to at least uh, live uh, for now. Hopefully close to a pub, eh? Well, shit, Sand uh, sounds like uh, he could probably brew something. Uh, so you guys work on setting up uh, where you're living and hanging out uh, for here. Um, one thing that uh, is a little bit of adjustment for all of you is uh, that cable going up really dominates uh, the sky. Um, if you think about it, uh, almost half the time you're looking anywhere, there's this dark line going up into the sky bisecting your view, which is something you don't get anywhere else in the world. Uh, you know, well, similar things like when you've been in big cities uh, where um, uh, inside the urban areas, like downtown Manhattan or Neo Tokyo, uh, Seattle, downtown the Arcology, you get this. But this is your, you know, your uh, this this elevator thing is actually being built uh, on the east side of the city near La Mesa. Um, it's all the way over there, uh, but it's still, you know, uh, going up really high and bisecting. And, you know, this thing is going up into the sky, into space. Uh, you know, it's almost done. Um, and it's uh, kind of strange uh, to get used to. Certainly is an ugly piece of property, isn't it? It does occur. There's probably an awesome view uh, and as you go up that. So if you guys establish uh, where you're going to live, you set those costs, you deduct that for your character sheet. Uh, however you guys are going to arrange that, um, what are you going to do next? You're kind of settling in, adjusting the lifestyle. Uh, one thing you notice is uh, everybody here is speaking uh, Aslan uh, Spanish. Well, nuts. That's a good thing I took a couple points in that. I'd like to set a point of karma to work on learning that. And see, here out, they spoke regular Spanish. You know how the Icelands are very busily stamping out any kind of uh, Native American uh, uprising kind of thing? That's one of the ways they do it, right? Just impose their own cultural identity on everything. Um, in the city, Aslan Spanish is being spoken. It Perhaps the tribes uh, would be uh, much more likely to be speaking normal Spanish. Are they close enough so somebody speaking regular Spanish can kind of understand what Aslaner Spanish is? Uh, I, so you guys can correct me, but I think the whole point is Aslan Spanish is that it has a lot of old Aztec in it, uh, which is significantly different. It is marked as a separate language altogether. So 
there should be some significant differences, I guess, but there, there'd be a certain amount of overlap, I imagine, as well. Maybe not enough to understand, though. I should probably redo my character sheet and take at least uh, one point in Aslan or Spanish. Uh, you don't have to. All the poor that you work with uh, obviously understand Spanish when you talk to them. Ah, well, there we go. I'm good to go. I just pointed out everybody in the city speaks Aslan or Spanish. It's as if there's probably some rules about you need to be speaking Aslan or Spanish in Aslan. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, do any of you have, uh, a, you know, knowledges or skills or cultural background or thing or uh, area knowledge about uh, Aslan? Not really. No, I'm pretty good they, with Chicago. I know they have a bounty on my head, uh, dead or alive. Uh, and that's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, so that's something you observe that people are speaking Aslan Spanish, but what Padre's experience is, if he speaks Spanish, people tend to understand him exactly. Okay. Well, so we're here, we're set up, we need to get paid. Well, first we need to make contacts with whoever does business here, and we need to figure out what jobs are available. We must have some kind of uh, contact. And most of my contacts are from out of town, I'm afraid. Uh, I do know one kid here, he'd be a teenager now. I send him a little new yet every now and again. I, um, I uh, fought alongside his father in the war. He's, uh, I think he even lives around this neighborhood. Uh, let me see if I can reach him. I'm going to go ahead and send a text out to Pedro. He's my connection rating one, loyalty one, street kid who lives in Panama. His father was essentially like my right-hand man, uh, you know, squad leader type person in uh, in um, fighting in, in Amazonia. Yeah, he died horribly. It wasn't really my fault, but I still, you know, feel at least somewhat responsible. So I send his kid some money every now and again, but knowing that he's just living in the streets in Panama. All right, so uh, you uh, um, you reach out to uh, Pedro, and he uh, asks you for some money. Yeah, I, I, I shoot him uh, 50 new yen. You go out a little bit, got a little bit of cash, and I let him know, uh, yeah, I'm in Panama now. And uh, so you know the, um, I'll name the church that uh, Padre uses. What is the name of the church, Padre? St. Michael's. You know the uh, St. Michael's Church on an old name street. Oh, uh, Pedro knows where it is. They uh, they serve this awesome soup there every Friday that has real fish in it. Well, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm in town there, and I've, I've got some business to do. And I was kind of hoping you might be able to talk to me and some of my friends and help us get to know what the area is like a little better. Uh, there's more new in it for you. I can... Pedro says, Pedro says um, I can tell you where to find a good place to sleep in the streets. No, no, it's it's all local stuff. I want you to talk to a friend of mine. He'll, he'll know the right questions to ask you. I'm, I'm sure you'll know things of, of great value to us, and um, we'll, we'll pay you well for them. Just uh, come on by. Talk to my friend. His name is Lately. Lately? Okay. Um, it's a long walk. Well, if you want, I can send somebody to pick you up. Uh, you want a car ride? Oh, ah, uh, very dangerous. Two of my friends, uh, Mauro and Dorso, went into a vehicle the other day. I have not seen them since. Yeah, well, this one's safe, but if you want to walk, I can wait. I'm not in a hurry. I will come for the bread. All right, I'll let Padre know. Hey, uh, Padre, i um, got a friend of mine, uh, well, more of a son of a friend of mine, Goes by the name of Pedro, and I'll kind of describe him a little bit. I don't know if you know him, but 
He's going to be swinging by here, and um, I want to have him talk to lately. Uh, Padre, make a memory test. Memory, memory, memory. Anyway, you mentioned something about soup and bread. You got some of that around for him? Three hits on a memory test on six dice. Uh, you you think you might have uh, seen uh, or know, uh, you know, Pedro's a common name, but you do know there's a boy that shows up for the fish soup on uh, Fridays, and maybe that's him. Um, that should be three hits on nine dice, not six dice. And yes, uh, see, si, yes, Pedro, yes, I, I believe I remember him. Hmm. Yes, I, will, I will look out for him. His father fought alongside with me and uh, died in the war. Ah, oh, this is terrible. Okay. I will keep an eye out for him. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go check around to see if I can figure out where um, where Lately's gone off to. Does anyone else have a contact that they think might help them get a reference or information or some other thing uh, here in uh, Panama City? I got an arms dealer. <laughs> I know a guy uh, or a couple guys in the electric night. They might have fingers down here. I have a high-connection info broker who, I would guess, can probably hook me up with someone in town here. Dang! So, uh, info broker definitely sounds like someone that can at least tell you who you should, uh, you might be able to uh, establish or meet to become a good contact for you. Uh, Perfect. If you want to do that. Um... Uh, Johnny, was that you with the arms dealer? Correct. I also have a uh, former Mossad op- operative who travels the globe. She might know something. Connection four. I know Edge Star, a social media manipulator who might be of use for us uh, if we need to cast a certain light on events later on. Might not be as useful setting us up, but could come in handy later. Okay, well, uh, for Jane, the, uh, the info broker is a, a great one to use that they could, they would search or find for you or at least tell you a name of someone that you might want to get in touch with. So that, that's certainly open. Someone that I can send the charismatic folks toward. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, what you'd want to do is uh, really uh, um, use them Basically, you're going to use them kind of as a networking contact to yep. find someone for you. That kind of service where they're explicitly finding someone uh, and, you know, kind of putting you in touch with them, that can be pretty uh, – there's there's two levels to this. One, you can simply get the information and you go make the contact yourself. That's a cheaper service. Um, that would be – depending on what kind of contact you get – that might be anywhere from a couple hundred to a thousand million. If you, the other level is where they'll actually find someone for you and uh, set things up where they kind of act as an intermediary and introduce you to someone uh, so that it's someone you can actually make a deal with uh, and have kind of a, be vouched for and start out where you can uh, do a business transaction. So, uh, mechanically, they can put you in touch with someone where they start out as a loyalty one contact uh, and do a business with you, but that's much more expensive. Um, that would cost uh, anywhere from a couple thousand to 10,000 million, depending on um, how good the contact is that uh, your info broker is getting you in touch with. Got it. Um, so you can essentially tell me you want to look for a connection X, this type of person, 
And basically it's a thousand million for connection to get the introduction where you have an established relationship and set that up or a hundred million per connection rating to simply get a name where you're going to have to figure out how to introduce and start the relationship. I will divulge this new resource to the group, including what the inherent costs. And Jane, what is the name of your friendly info broker? Uh, let me get back to you. Hang on. <laughs> so I got another idea here. A lot of this stuff is going to cost us money. Maybe we ought to consider um, checking around and figuring out what might be a good um, hooding operation that will generate us some goodwill and put a little nougat in our coffers. It doesn't take us necessarily right towards our main objective, but you know, a little something to help us along the way. Well, honestly, I think it'd be best to try to make ourselves popular with the locals because we're kind of isolated out here. If we don't uh, find some way to buffer ourselves between, you know, our operations and the locals, you know, what's a stop from one of them from, uh, as the old saying goes, drop a dime on us. So Hmm. I say, I say we start doing some good build up, get people, heck, we might be able to get people to help us. Then we start worrying about the big stuff. Yeah, if we can find some good locals that uh, maybe are being downtrodden by some other group that we can maybe teach a little lesson to and, uh, you know, take some of their stuff along the way, we can kill two birds with one stone on this. I was thinking that maybe we could divert some of the materials and construction efforts going on in building up this uh, elevator into the local areas here. If we can talk to your your street urchin friend find who the the low-level street bosses are and perhaps work a deal with them to get some cash in exchange for uh, increasing the infrastructure in the local area all right well uh pedro's on his way here he's making his way on foot so um i'd like you to talk to him i think you'll have a much better uh chance of knowing the right questions to ask to get uh, the kind of information i doubt he think he, he knows much but a kid like him surviving in the streets around here he's gonna have a lot of valuable intel you just think he'd, right he'd at least know who the, the low level bosses are even if he's not involved he'd know who they are to, to avoid them sounds good uh well I'll, I'll let you answer the questions and talk to him when he shows up um i'll just make the introduction basically and uh he might be a little nervous, so I don't know. I've heard you know what you do, so just uh, be nice to him, okay? Sure, I, I can put him at ease. I mean, I'm, I'm an elf. We're just friendly, and everybody likes us. I, he's he's probably going to like me just meeting me. All right, so uh, one thing, mechanically, we're going to talk about contacts a little bit. Um, uh, most of your guys' contacts will be limited to uh, the area they live or work in. Um, think about uh, uh, really it's when they get up to uh, uh, connection rating eight that you can start doing wide regions. Now there's always a chance uh, that uh, you have a contact of a type that can reach out and find equivalent for you. For example, InfoBroker makes sense. Uh, there's a way that they might be able to uh, find or exchange data outside of the area. Certainly that works uh, in other cases, um, but it will be challenging. Now, as a GM, point out, yeah, you guys put those points in the contacts and then, uh, don't worry, you'll find ways to replace them. Or thing. Um, they can also uh, help you with other things depending on what you do. Um, so you're not losing uh, the points or things that you put in to those for your character. We'll, uh, we'll find a way to work with them or replace them or build around them. 
Nick, did you say that there, we were able to take some karma and put it into learning uh, Ozalon or Spanish? I, I, it's, if you guys have leftover karma from the build, you can certainly use it to do that, yes. Okay, well then um, I'll just say that I spent the time uh, on the way down here learning Ozalon or Spanish. You can learn a lot because I think the first point is like one day. Yeah, I think I had enough for two, so. Oh, no problem. And uh, for the yeah. record, I want to start basically, you know, concentrating on learning it. So I don't have any points to spend yet, but I, I'll use them later. Okay. Um, so are you just uh, waiting for Pedro to show up? I use um, either Sixth World Politics or Religious Conflicts uh, knowledge skills to give us any potential leads on any hooding ops that we could look for. Make a die roll. That's uh, three hits on uh, religious conflict. Um, the the simplest one, one of the most appealing, involves uh, re-diverting uh, important goods, uh, redistributing things that are needed uh, from the city out to uh, uh, the jungle and the wilderness, or you know, out to, out into the world. Um, something simple. Uh, are basic medical supplies, um, basic um, uh, gear used to build infrastructure or, or roads, um, basic equipment, um, you know, just something simple like an old working truck uh, is way more valuable out in uh, the jungle and surrounding terrain than it is in the city. So uh, taking stuff uh, that's common and taking out to where there isn't very much of it uh, is is uh, a great thing. Uh, technical items, things to generate uh, clean water, very simple stuff uh, like um, uh, uh, water filters, um, filtration equipment, uh, pumps, basic machinery, um, those are all um, low-end commodities in the city, very valuable out uh, with the native tribes. And so taking things like that out, uh, one a very simple redistribution of goods and wealth. Now, the other easy one is just simply stealing cash or money and redistributing. There's a few other opportunities to think about. Um, people out there and distributed have to deal a lot with matrix noise. So even simple uh, communications equipment, uh, rerouters, uh, retransmitters, um, sat links, have, uh, sat links uh, all having their own hosts, uh, are all very useful because simply having the information they need to help them uh, live better and survive in the, in the conditions uh, is of immense value compared to um, a city where all that infrastructure in place. Let's set up an internet cafe out in the jungle. Uh, another example here, especially think about, is they may need anti-radiation supplies and radiation detectors uh, up along the canal because the, there was a nuclear device set off, and it's in the water, which means the interior lake system may be subject to a lot of places where it accumulates. Tons of easy-to-do stuff that you can do in redistributing the wealth of the corporations uh, out to the people that can really benefit far more than uh, these uh, people, uh, these corp uh, drones that live in the city working for the corps. All right, so here's the thing. I was doing some remembering just now. I think I remember reading that the Catholic Church down here is uh, – 
persecuted, and we could probably get away with uh, stealing from some of the corp stuff that uh, is well funded and getting that some getting that out to the to the uh, the people out in the jungle and stuff like that. That might help us to uh, gain their trust. I like it. I like a robbery. See, it's a good idea. Does, bang, bang, stick them up. Does uh, anyone, any one of you have uh, security procedures, corporate security, and want to uh, roll that? <laughs> Stand by. And yes. And yes. Yeah. You want corporate security, matrix security? Uh, just tell me. Se- just tell me which one you're doing. Um, there's different thresholds for depending on what type you're doing. Uh, I can assist somebody with corporate procedures. I got two hits on six dice for security procedures. Can I assist anybody? I can take up to two dice. Well, let me let me assist you. I got two hits for border security procedures. Uh, I got one hit on seven dice for corporate procedures. For instance, the border between the corporation and Panama. Duke got five hits on corporate security procedures on 14 dice. All right. Uh, So those of you with two hits, you do know there's some significant differences with the Aslan law and their jurisdiction um, and uh, as technology. Um, For uh, the Duke of Dex, um, with five hits, uh, you know uh, there's two significant things here that you're going to want to watch out for. Uh, one is that uh, the part of Panama City uh, and the construction area and the elevator are are extraterritorial. They are AAA, um, and uh, this part um, it, it'll be kind of odd, but that the three or four AAAs that are working on it, uh, uh, working on the elevator, actually all we'll have jurisdiction there and can enact their stuff, which is uh, a little bit weird, um, but. The other key thing, number one, uh, especially for runners, and you're going to be hooding and committing crimes, uh, Duke of Dex, you know that uh, um, all of the damage and violence that occurs during any kind of um, uh, crime, that uh, you're responsible for it. Uh, The classic uh, case is... um, when the as technology security forces fire their full auto weapons at you, the Duke of Dex, in a crowd of innocent people, all the people's deaths uh, count as you, the Duke of Dex, murdering them. It's never, ever the fault of the police or the security forces. You are responsible for the death. And what this means is um, there's no repercussions for the Aslan security forces for them to hold their fire or be ultra-violent or kill lots of people because whoever they kill, it's their fault for being killed. They murdered themselves. Um, So this is important for your life of hooding or crime here in that if security forces get involved in any way, they tend to be really violent uh, and uh, murderous response is, is fairly standard. It also means we have to take extra care of the civilians around. Yeah, that's a good point there. Any uh, operation we can do that doesn't involve bullets being fired is, uh, well, that's my preference. Or we could be like the superheroes of old and just make sure that when we do it, we do it in a place that's not very crowded. We're not always going to have that choice. Yeah, there's also the option of it, uh, if we know that we're going to uh, hit the fan in a particularly populated area, can always hit it with a gas grenade or something so everyone's at least down on the ground first. 
Well, before we start figuring out how we're going to do some operations, why don't we get set up and then figure out what operations we're going to do, and then we can figure out how to do them. Get it up. Did they put anybody in charge? Like, uh, is uh, one okay. of my boss? Sans? Sans, what is your knowledge of anarchy? <laughs> None. I'm an anarchist. I've got anarchy in punk culture. Well, anybody with knowledge of anarchy or anarchist philosophy could just look at Sands when he says that and give him a weird look and do that. Definitely. Uh, so for uh, um, so really, Sands doesn't know anything about the philosophy of the anarchists. No. Well, here's the thing. There's philosophy and then there's business. I was basically so. a mercenary before. Uh, you've found it really weird being a mercenary or uh, you know mercenary or uh, fighting with uh, with anarchists because it was just really odd how they organized their units. Uh, one thing you really noticed was depending on what you were doing with these anarchist cells or teams in their fighting, a different person might be lead. So they may have the same four to eight people in a group uh, working together. But whenever you had to deal with them and who's in charge, that actually changed depending on what they were doing. Says leaders come and go. A uh, different leader for every particular situation. So if we need somebody to do some sort of a uh, high-tech run, then perhaps the Duke would be our leader. It all just depends on who we elect for that particular mission. All right. Well, who's going to be in charge of this little, th- little thing then? Picking us a target and going after it. And how we're going to go about it? My default would be to let Padre take a stab at doing things right off the bat until we get our feet below us. Sounds good to me. Well, I agree. He's Padre, a local yokel. Where are we going first? It's a good place for us to, uh, uh, well, get our foot in the door, well, so to speak. Uh, we want to set up a place to um, uh, base of operation first. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Well, we did that already. Yeah, we got that covered. Uh, now we need a now we need a target. Not necessarily something result uh, directly involved in the space elevator, but something where we can, you know, hurt the corpse, take a bunch of their drek, make a bunch of nuyen, and have some good stuff to give back to the people. I have a potential idea. Perhaps we can. Um, we talked about getting uh, a place in the city and, and a place in the jungle, perhaps. Perhaps the Padre would know of a particular community in the jungle that would use help. We do some sort of run. We make the connection there, drop off the goods, and perhaps they'll help us set up something in the jungle. Uh, see, the, um, any of the native uh, tribes could always use uh, clean food, clean water, uh, medical supplies. Uh, we could uh, come across some of these settings. Uh, we could take them out to the jungle and... Uh, you know, make contact with natives. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. It's a good idea, but why don't we try to make some local contacts of our own first, too? I mean, find out who the local fixes are, find out who the local shadows are, and see what they, what info and what they have to offer us first. It costs a lot okay. of million, and uh, last uh, I checked, we don't exactly have much of a budget. That's right. I'm making contacts is a lot easier with gifts in your hand. Mm-hmm. What do you think, uh, Jane? How are you rolling these days? I'm still up, as I see you are. How about that? Yeah. So that was an awkward silence. Uh, so, Padre, do you know anything about the comings and goings of the uh, supply routes and things like that? Uh, not really, but we can, um, you know, we can observe 
and uh, note, and then uh, act. If we could get the Duke of Dex into the corporate systems, he could mark off the medical supplies on hand as expired or expiring soon, guaranteeing them a, a new shipment soon. We could then uh, divert that ship to the tribes. Say, that's not a bad idea. Uh, perhaps we could also head down to the docks, get a holding of some, some uh, uh, shipping manifests, and see what's coming in. The deck, Duke, Duke of Decks. Seems like that would be a pretty good operation. So, Padre, do you know of any uh, corrupt officials? You could Actually, things like this? I do have a knowledge skill of corrupt officials. <laughs> Let me roll that. Notes are in confessions. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> Three hits on seven dice. So, Padre, you know that um, there are corrupt officials. Um, they might work with gangs or other people and do exactly what Lately said, where they may jigger the books and have uh, supplies fall off the truck or an extra truck be diverted, and it's all kind of covered by them getting a cut and fees, uh, things that they uh, do like that. Uh, so, for example, you know there's a Guillaume Machevera del Olmo who's uh, in charge of the logistics of uh, moving uh, medical supplies uh, uh, around the construction uh, sites and area. Because, um, you know, as you know, in construction, it's quite dangerous and people get hurt. And so they have regular uh, supply runs uh, for things. Even There's other officials that uh, may be uh, responsible for a warehouse uh, where they can do things like mark off goods as damaged uh, due to storms or various conditions. Uh, you know uh, one recently that you've done to get supplies for the church uh, involves you uh, getting paid to uh, use your abilities as uh, uh, as to uh, to clear out an area area uh, of uh, bad spirits. That, uh, it, but there weren't any, but it was a way to uh, get you on the books uh, so that uh, you exchange your services, excuse me, you exchange your services for goods, uh, and they just kind of marked off uh, wastage um, in the books uh, for the supplies that you gained. So, you know, this is a quite uh, normal kind of thing that may happen. You know, some people may be able to uh, set this up with. Um, because uh, you've done that yourself, and you can identify people that have done it. So I will share that information with the rest of the crew. I'm good with this plan. Just uh, let me know what dice I need to roll when I need to roll them. Uh, so I guess Padre would probably take... Uh, who's the pretty one that talks a lot? Is that Lately? The face? Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet. <laughs> hey, I talk a lot, and I think I'm pretty. So I guess I would take Lately to a particular pub uh, this evening where I know the, uh, the, uh, the shipping guy uh, in charge of medical supplies over by the elevator hangs out and try and make an introduction and see what we can get worked out. So are we going to be playing this straight with him, or do we want to lean on him? I mean, are, are we paying cash money up front for this kind of service? Uh, what's going on with it? Uh, so the last time I, I did something with him, 
what was um, uh, what I got and uh, sold, uh, he got a cut of the end uh, profit. So we would do the same for him again, I would imagine. Maybe with your pretty face and big words, maybe not such a big cut for him. I'm going to do some background checking on this guy so I can get a sense of, of where I'm coming from. I'm talking with, uh, would you put here, uh, Guillaume Echevier, Echeveria Delolmo? I think the first thing I'll look up is uh, how to pronounce his name. Guillaume Echeveria Delolmo. I'll give you three dice in the assist uh, lately. We're going to profile him. Okay, I got seven hits on profiling him. That caps out my plus three dice for profiler. All right, so that really gets you quite a bit of information on him. Yeah, it gives me a lot of background that I can use in in negotiations or other social tests with him, since I know uh, a lot more about him and know how he ticks and understand where he's coming from, what his goals are, and I can I can phrase things so that it sounds better for him than it may actually be. Yeah, he can uh, do it for the sake of his soul. Deus Volt is uh, God's will. Oh, and is he an elf? Well, why, yes, he's an elf. Oh, that's nice. So he's going to do it, you know, just out of the goodness of his own heart, I'm sure. I mean, he'll probably just have good ideas right off the bat. And I'm not really sure that we need to, you know, worry that about, you know, trying to get the best deal out of him. I mean, really, we want to be making friends with him for, for future shirts, I'm sure. Is he a tier elf? No, he's a Aslan. Okay. So it's only a minus six penalty. For him or for you? For negotiations, he's going to get an extra plus six dice, and I get a minus six penalty for social tests against him. Oh, okay. Is that because you're just in love with the elves? So elves much? are awesome. Elves are very awesome. Okay. Uh, you guys, uh, oh, you, uh, so Pedro, uh, you've taken his time doing research and doing this. Pedro has arrived at the church uh, to get his bread and soup. He looks very, uh, Pedro's okay, very well, disappointed. Pedro. Uh, Pedro's very disappointed there's no fish soup today. Oh, hey, don't worry about it. We got some uh, food we got brought in. I'll, I'll share some with you. I'll give him a, um, see, I got this uh, candy bar from Seattle you can have. You can meet the dog. Ah. So I'll introduce him to Eddie, the Jack Russell Terrier, and Lucille, the Rottweiler. Oh, so we are going to have dog soup tomorrow? What? No. I uh, cover I cover Lucille's ears. From in the back, somewhere from the van, you just hear, ha! <laughs> anyway, I'd like you to meet this uh, uh, a friend of mine, Lately. Hey, uh, Lately, this is Pedro. Hello, uh, he used to work with his father. Are you going to be the next friend of Sans that dies in the jungle? Maybe. Do a lot of his friends die in the jungle? Aye, aye, Sans. I just sort of look at you and uh, kind of shrug and nod a little bit. If you adopt me, Lately, then when you die in the jungle, I will get more money. Is this kid talking about insurance policies already? Smart kid! Yeah, it doesn't work that way with our kind kid. But Yeah, uh, and I'm not really in a, in a position options right now. We're, we're a bit uh, light on the ground here. We're trying to get, uh, I guess, a, a firmer grip on what's going on here and what's happening and who's in charge of things. And uh, I really can't, uh, can't make any decisions about adopting kids before that kind of thing happens. 
Uh, anyway, I was wondering if you could help out with uh, letting me know what the uh, what the town's like around here. You know, who's in charge? Who's uh, who's making things happen? Uh, Who are the elves around here? You're the elf, but anyone bigger than me is in charge, and anyone bigger than me that has a gun is in charge of them. Yeah. So, so what kind of people have guns around here? I mean, do the uh, is a, is a, that kind of thing pretty common? Everybody have a, a piece? There are a lot of guns. The Aslaners all have guns. Yeah, but I'm talking about locals in the neighborhood here. I I someday will have a gun when I'm big enough for someone not to take it away from me. That's a good goal. So, uh, I mean, do you, are, there, are there people making a living with their guns around here? Um, everyone has guns. So everybody's in charge, but I'm sure some people have bigger guns than others, right? I mean, maybe maybe even have a whole crew of people with guns working for them, right? Yes, the yes, but you know who is even more in the charge? The people uh, that have guns and swords. Guns and swords. Why is that? And they also look like animals sometimes. Guns and swords and look like animals, huh? Jaguars. I'm uh, eyeing the priest at this. You know, you know anything about jaguars in the community? What, what do you mean they look like animals sometimes? They, they turn into them? It's a local gang? No, they're Aslaners. They're men, but sometimes they're jaguars. And some, they call themselves jaguars, but some they, sometimes they do turn into jaguars. Uh, the uh, Padre will speak to uh, the boy in Spanish uh, to confirm that he thinks it's the... Uh, the elite guard for the Aslaners, the Jaguar forces. Is that what he's talking about? Uh, yes. They're in charge of everything. So Padre will turn to uh, Lately and say, the Jaguars are the, uh, the, very, uh, the very strong guards. Uh, no, not guards. Uh, what's the word? Um, like uh, Red Samurai, same as Jaguars. Special forces, then? Ah, yes, yes, uh, the uh, special forces. Yes, do not mess with the jaguars. Ah, so they come through this uh, this area down a lot? There is a whole place full of them. Oh, yeah? Where's the, where's that at? You're not talking about the construction project, right? Uh, there are some there, but there's another. There is a place where they're full of them, and sometimes they come to the city, and uh, you have to stay away then. Be a good place yeah, to know where to stay away from. Yep. So do they, they talk to locals here? Do they, do they have friends in the community? Who would be a friend with a jaguar? That's what I want to know. Sometimes there are people. They, they think they can get money or power. I think they're crazy. Either way, I think we'd be mad as a box of frogs to try to take these jaguars on face-to-face. Yep, yep. Well, why don't you, you keep your eyes open for me? Next time the jaguars come through, if, if you see them talking to anybody, let us know. Let me, uh bowl of uh, meat soup in it for you. Maybe maybe not dog soup, but we could probably arrange for a good fish soup. Yeah, no, maybe you could um maybe you could tell us or show us where this building full of these guys, uh these jaguars is. Ah, the jaguars live in the jungle. Are we talking about actual jaguars now or are we talking about as it land jaguar forces? They're the same. I'm sorry, guys. I thought uh, Pedro would know so, know more about what was going on around here. Well, he's just a street kid. Got to give him some slack. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't do us uh, 
maybe we can do us we can do ourselves a favor and uh, maybe look get some look up these guys, do some research on them because uh, if they're this big around here, we might want to know what our op for is going to be. Say there, Johnny. Do you have any of those drones that will uh, stay in a place and record and send us back information? Yeah, I got a few of them, but emphasis on a few. I'm not going to leave them there for very long, not unless I'm direct control or I can recover them right quick. I don't have the resources just to leave them out there for long stretches of time. Understood. But if you want to go on a little uh, road trip and maybe see the sights, as it were, that may not be a bad idea either. We should get a. I think we should all just kind of cruise around just a little bit so we can get a feel of what's really going on around here. It's one thing to you know get information from the locals, but it's always a good idea to know the roads before you drive them. So, you know, I, yeah. could, I could actually just uh, cast a wee spell to see if Pedro's telling us the truth. Can you cast a spell to make him more uh, insightful with his answers? Fortunately not. I think that'd be a little bit too manipulative for my anarchist taste. Pedro is a street kid, right? Yeah, I mean, I figure he's probably like, you know, 14 or 15 years old by now. He would have been uh, younger when... His dad was in the, in the in the war back about five years ago. I mean, he is only connection one, loyalty one. I, I had two extra points after picking the contacts I wanted. So that's what I figured. As somebody with a very low connection to you, that maybe maybe pulling your leg. Yeah, well, he's certainly not all that, all that forthcoming with useful or specific information. He just might not think in those terms. But I've seen this game before. He's using it for food. That's what I was getting at is maybe if he's giving us right information, then wouldn't mind feeding his belly and building his trust. But if he's just feeding us a lot of crap, I'm not sure if he's worth having around. I don't think he's uh, necessarily misleading us. He's just not giving us anything of use unless um, any of that stuff has some use beyond what I can see. I look over to lately. Well, here's a little something that I used to realize, you know, driving around, Talking to the different people, talk going through the different neighborhoods, help talking to the different garages and stuff like that. Everyone's got their own little way of doing things. Everyone's got their own little way of talking. So maybe we just don't get the context of what he's saying because, well, we're not locals. The whole Jaguar thing, you know, they live in the jungles. They live in there. Well, there might be something to it. Let's face it. We live in weird times. So that's why I say let's try to get a figure handle on who these people are. Maybe he is telling us everything because in his view, he is telling the truth. We just aren't the ones understanding what he's saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him the, the 15 minute I promised him as so, well. Pedro, I appreciate you answering our questions. Can you think of anything else you want to ask him lately? Will there be fish on Friday? I look over to Padre. Is that a regular thing? Oh, see Fridays. Yes. No meat fish, but it's real fish meat, right? Yes. See, do you see the ocean there? There's fish. We catch it, we cook it. But you said it wasn't meat. Fish is not meat. Fish is fish. Meat is meat. But fish meat it's is... It's a religious distinction. Meat. It's a religious distinction. It has to do with his, uh, his beliefs and, and the history. How is it history. a religious distinction? That's right. Because I mean, it's a, it's a ritualistic definition, not a, uh, a, log- a literal definition. Right, like during Lent, can't eat meat. You can eat all the fish you want. That makes no sense. Isn't that kind of like splitting hairs? <laughs> no, no, no you, you can't eat. Uh, you can't eat rabbit. That's meat. Think, of it, think meat. of it this way. Think of it this way. His uh, his uh, savior's friends were all fishermen and wanted a uh, an extra, you know, boost to their fish sales. So, don't eat that the onions. Stupid. I mean, 
it's not as stupid as say difference between a decker and a hacker. The same bloody thing. Oh, uh, okay, fine. Uh, fish isn't meat. There, uh, is it a fruit or a vegetable then? Are you just trying to have a go? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Padre's just giving you the stink guy now. You know, he carries around a, a large uh, wooden cross. It's about six feet tall, and he's putting he's putting both hands on it like he wants to crown you with it. Converting, it's not really any of your business, right? Speaking of meat, fair enough, fair enough. I won't make fun of any of your strange dietary classifications. They're um, they're your own, and, and it's okay. I was just uh, trying to understand it, and uh, yeah, okay, poke a little fun. Speaking of meat, I could eat a Reverend Mother. I'm so hungry. Want to grab something to eat? Maybe take in some of the local? Maybe a beer or three or five? Yeah, I think uh, maybe a little um, just local get in and know people around here just might be in order. Maybe we just take a few days. Uh, Padre, you mind if I hang around and help people around the um, church building thing? Um, do not cause trouble. But yes, yes, my son, all are welcome. Yeah, I can help out. Just because I cause trouble doesn't mean I always cause trouble. I mean, we're all troublemakers here, aren't we? Some more than others. Yes, we're fixing problems by removing them. Only way, Padre, sorry, don't mean to... I'm not sure how serious you you take this religion thing, if it's just a cover or uh, the real deal, but I don't mean to raise any hackles or or cause any trouble. Uh, Your God's just fine by me. And, um... Whatever you decide about fish, that's okay with me too, I guess. Padre, I just look at you and give you a nod. So let's eat. And when do we have that meeting? Uh, he will be. He usually goes to the pub tonight, uh, about eight o'clockish. Uh, they also have uh, fine tacos there, so we can eat there if you'd like. Are we all? Are we all available to go? Hey, it's a pub. I'm game. They got oh, beer. <laughs> But um, I think when it comes down to the, the pub side of things, I'll, I'll kind of break off and bid people an early good night. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start putting together a little bit of a wardrobe that looks more so where I'll be looking a little bit more like a local. Uh, you know, whatever it is, the, the, the kind of local poorer people tend to wear in the area and uh, try a, different, a few different makeup shades to make myself blend a little bit better. I've got the disguise skill, so I'd like to kind of work on my work on my image because I really don't want to be recognized for the real me in this country. I think after tonight, I'd like to have Sans work on me as well. But for today, I think I'd rather go get some beer with the Duke. Oh, no, you ain't leaving me behind. Shotgun. We'll sing some songs. So, Caro, Johnny, and the Duke are going to get some beer. What's Lately doing? Uh, well, at some point here, I have to prepare for my meeting with Delmo. But uh, if I've got time, I'll, I'll go hang out with them. I'll get to know the local area. I'm not going to do much drinking. I want to keep my head clear for uh, this evening's discussions. All right. So, just... hey, Janie, are you going to come with us? Janie? Ooh, cold shoulder. Hell, Gordon? What I, said? I was just wondering, Janie, if you want to come grab a brew with us. All right, then. Okay, so something for you guys to think about. You are building or constructing your own run. You're being your own Johnson here. Uh, so as far as arranging the schedule, that's, that's up to you guys. So I think lately, whenever you're ready, uh, you know where to find this guy to uh, start making arrangements and do that. Okay. But meanwhile, and, uh, yep. I was just going to ask, guys, uh, we wanted to talk with this guy and arrange for a shipment to get 
misplaced or set aside so that we can grab it and take it somewhere. Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. See if you want to meet us for beers. And what kind of what size shipment are we looking at? Like a, a shipping container's worth, a a car trunk load worth, whatever we can get. Hey, Johnny, how big is your car? <laughs> Opens up the main door and you see seats for about ten. So probably four to five crates worth. Yeah, I can move a few seats and uh, make a little bit of extra room in there. Okay, so not shipping container size, something smaller. Yeah. And did we decide on a particular type of gear that we want? Let's say the the water cleanings type stuff and the uh, maybe some mm-hmm. technical stuff. Maybe some medical stuff, whatever is available, really. Yeah, I think at this point we're just not going to be uh, baggy choosers or choosy beggars. Something to keep thought of. Maybe we should try to keep an eye out for a just a vehicle just to use to haul stuff with because... I may have a big vehicle. I may be able to seat 10, but uh, with all the gear and stuff I got in there, yeah, I'm already going to be loaded up pretty heavily. And we put too much in her, into uh, Gloria. Yeah, she's going to be moving like a hog and slop. Not something we few, want. I'm thinking a few good nondescript delivery vehicles would serve as well. Maybe we find yeah. a good place to pick up a few of those. Okay. So if we talk to him and see about arranging for uh, particularly useful gear, to fall off the back of a truck someplace, do we want to uh, go in and get it using our uh, various skills, or do we want him to, you know, just make it available for us to pick up? I mean, that's just uh, making it available. That seems like it's going to cost us something. But if we go in and get how, it, maybe well, negotiate it. See what you can get. Well, how about this? Why don't we go in to see what? he might need help with to see if we could help him with that. We do a little something for him. And I I guess, I guess what I'm talking through here is we're, we're effectively designing our own run here. So what do you guys want me to talk him into designing for us? I mean, do, do we want to break into a shipping center and steal stuff because he told us where it is or do something else? Like I said, why don't we see what he might need? You know, I like the idea we, of uh, favor of a favor kind of thing. We get in good with the locals. He starts pointing more opportunities in our direction. We help him out. He helps it, us out. Or to the yeah, point, what if, we, uh, what if we find him some things that he already wants and we just take half? That way we both win. Bingo. He's going to be taking a chunk out of this whatever. Uh, hopefully it's a lot less than half because... I imagine this is going to involve some work on our end, but uh, I guess whatever you can get us, I mean, if we can get us a thing where we just walk up and someone hands us a box and, uh, you know, he just needs the intermediary for the pickup, that'd be great. But I imagine it's going to be more work. We're probably going to have to go in somewhere or intercept a truck on the way to some place. Well, that's what I mean. If, 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 he's, if he needs something, then he's probably going to be much more likely to get us something that's more easy. If it's just him giving us free stuff, I mean, what's that going to cost us? Yeah, would you guys rather from a stationary location? I really don't care. Stationary don't. or on the on the way a target's a target. I have, anything, a, Jane? I have a spell where I can grab things with a net. So might be might be easy to grab things off a truck provided that it has any kind of opening in the back. Wait, what, what do you call that spell? Grab call it, things with a net? It, I call it net. Oh, well, yeah, okay. that's concise, I suppose. I'd want to assume that anybody knows what I'm talking about. I've never heard of a net spell. What's the net made of? Magic. 
Magic mostly. Also a little bit of willpower. <laughs> like a little yeah, bit of okay. a magic green lantern, really. And this can be like a medical supply thing or, you know, chemical ingredients or anything that I can tap into for making us some special things down the road. Uh, I wouldn't mind that as well. But again, I, I'm not terribly picky on this. We need just need something to get the cash flow going. I don't care what it is. Okay. As long as it takes away from a corp and helps us give back to the, uh, to the people and lines our pockets along the way, I think it serves our needs. It's too bad the people in the jungle can't use cigars. Uh, I just kind of want you guys to, to weigh in before I go in and, and negotiate some deal that uh, maybe doesn't lay towards our strengths. Wait, wait, what was that about cigars? I'm just saying, if we could unload a crate of cigars, it might be awesome. Unfortunately, probably not going to be much help for those in the jungle. Well, no, but other people buy cigars. If you had a line on something special that were out, well... Anyway, just, I guess lately, just do what you can. Um, whatever, I'd rather not get us involved in something that involves, you know, an actual military-grade type strike. But uh, short of that... Yeah, I would just say, find out best. what he wants. Yeah, find out what he wants, and then, and then maybe give us a line. Our intrepid uh, soul of uh, uh, anarchists are uh, starting their first, uh, uh, setting up their first job uh, in uh, Panama, in Panama City, uh, they're going to go steal a truck. So lately, Note has a target person to go talk to uh, and to figure out what kind of deal he can make. So lately, you're going to go visit uh, Guillaume Echevera del Omo while he is having one of his traditional uh, dinners uh, that they have in uh, Panama, which probably involves uh, seafood and uh, uh, rice, uh, or some other kind of grain, and uh, of course beer. Uh, and you're going to go. Who else is going to go with lately? How are you guys arranged? Um, Padre will go to uh, make introductions. I think uh, maybe Jane and I better move there. Uh, maybe try to get into some sort of position where we can keep an eye on things that he doesn't necessarily know that we're there. A little lace in the hole in case something goes wrong. What do you think? Sure. I reckon Carrick will go with him. Is this going to be a business trip or a pleasure cruise? Is this after our beers or before? Yeah, good question. I think it's in between them. Ah, damn it. I like that. Well, what I'll do is um, I'm going to disguise myself just to look different and more like a local, and I'm going to get there a good hour ahead of time, see if I can get a good description or a picture from Padre, and uh, just see if I can't uh, just go about having a leisurely meal or drink at the bar here and uh, kill time for throughout the meet, but get a good idea of who's coming and going here. I'll assume Jane will will be doing her, her own similar thing. I'll offer to help her with some disguise stuff if, if she needs it. I'm not really interested back. in. Oh, go ahead. Just say, uh, Jane's not really interested in uh, disguise. Just just going to go and be unobtrusive. Something she's very very good at. With my background check on him, I almost definitely have uh, descriptions and pictures and maybe even video for you. He does have a slight limp uh, because of a bunion on his uh, left uh, foot. He hasn't had it treated yet. Say, I wonder if I could heal that for him. All right, so we've got everybody in position, and I will head in for the uh, the meeting with him. Padre, you you are going to make introductions? See, si, see, si, yes, I'll make introductions. Okay. Before, before you go in, I wonder if uh, we shouldn't talk about how we're all linked up. Do we all have our comms together? Hey, here's my uh, comlink number. I've got uh, 
I've got this pretty new one that's got a souped-up firewall, so I think I'm pretty good for having it cover my own stuff. I don't think I need to take the load off any of our deckers. I've only got a common denominator element. I think I probably should be covered by somebody better. I'll hook you up. I've got this one. Uh, Padre will hold out a metal link. Is this one good? Oh, yeah, that's tipped off in the third world. Best money can oh. buy. Excellent. Excellent. I reckon you should probably cover him as well, Duke. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. How do you even get a signal on that thing? Likely prayers. It works here. That's what I need. It works. That's. I don't need the fancy stuff. You you have noticed, Padre, when you drive out in the jungle, you lose connectivity. Oh, but it says it's a jungle. You cannot expect to have uh, uh, the cell phone. Uh, it's not going to work in the jungle. Nobody does. I don't know. Silver told me, though, and I'm going to buy my next com link. Just make sure it says Fairlight on it. And then get the firewall upgrade, and uh, you do something with the the data um, port- portals. Uh, those go down, but the firewall goes up. Ah, just a cheap one's fine. And I, I flash my cheap uh, rating two comlink. It's this big bulky thing that's you know got uh, waterproofing and uh, you know ruggedized bumpers on the sides. Meanwhile, this uh, network request comes into whoever's running it from a uh, very fine Fairlight Caliban with uh, Jane's ID attached. Oh, that's Congratulations. You've been approved by system administrator. You're now networked. I take it none of you people are running a PTAC. I don't have enough money for that. Oh, big spender. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year, yeah, anyway. No. None of my stuff is actually even showing up on the Matrix. It's all running with uh, Sleaze and Silent. Yeah, I've got the one metal link. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not running Silent. I'm just broadcasting with the fakes in and everything that looks you know, reasonably realistic. Um, and I'm not broadcasting anything terribly interesting. Same here. So now you've uh, all done your virtual handshake with each other and uh, seen uh, what's there and how you're going to uh, work operationally. I'm sure the Duke of Dex is just thinking, wow, the safest thing might be just to brick that meddling. <laughs> no, I'm already looking through his contacts to see if he's got any Neonet ties. I have a, uh, I have a uh, macro running that uh, will tell me if anyone's receiving, uh, anyone's reading uh, anything on my link, just in general. That would include me. It's just going to record. All right. Um, so we have a couple things uh, set up. I believe uh, Jane should do a uh, infiltration or stealth uh, test. Sans, you want to do your um, disguise and stealth test um, okay. to uh, just kind of establish uh, what level that uh, you're going at. Um, Johnny, are you going to be anywhere in particular, or are you just going to hang out in the van? Or are you going to stay drinking, uh, finishing off? Uh, whatever beer and lime that you had on the beach. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably fit, I'll probably chug the beer I got, and then I'll probably head back to the van. Uh, so at least you're going to be mobile and uh, uh, yeah, just in case. And I'll be riding shotgun with the dog. So a couple things about Jane's sneaking abilities: uh, she got nine hits on eighteen dice. She has a physical limit of eight, so that'd be eight hits. She's also bland which is, uh, affects the memory test of people to track her. She's also innocuous, which affects her ability to blend into a crowd. See, that totally explains why Carrig was sometimes wondering and Jane was there. <laughs> it's also one of the reasons I keep quiet. Well done, Lassie. Yeah. Okay. Sans only got one hit on his disguise and his sneaking rolls, despite having 
Yeah, that's terrible dice luck for him. But, you know, I'm being fairly casual anyway, so I'm mainly just kind of hanging out at the bar and maybe moving over a ta- to a table at some point and then moving back to the bar, like trying to go anywhere restricted. Okay. And uh, I believe uh, Lately and Padre are certainly going in. And Carrig, are you sure you want to go with him? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yes. I'm, I can't do the language right now. Uh, yeah, I'll go with him. <laughs> no, okay. After Padre gets out of the car, but before I do, I'm uh, snorting a little uh, vial of white powder. Hey, uh, where's the party at? Party's in my head. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so go make a Pad- Padre will lead lately inside, uh, scan the room for uh, Guillaume Echevari del Olmo. All right, I have, the elf. A, I have a question for you, Padre. I believe you have a pole arm, right? Yes. Do you have that with you now? Or always. You always have it with you. What always. Does it, what does it look like? So it is about six foot tall. Uh, kind of a gnarled wooden uh, cross, basically. But it's got engravings on it. And uh, if, uh, you know, from a distance, it looks kind of, oh, the, uh, the priest guy's carrying a wooden cross. Oh, how quaint. But if you get up close to it, you can see that there's uh, some really art, um, really detailed scroll work that's engraved in it. Does it have any sharp edges? Not that anybody can see. Okay. And it does, does not set off any metal detectors. All right, but uh, you've got this um, quite distinctive uh, thing with you. Um, yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, and you enter uh, with Lately and uh, Carrick, I believe you're going to trail in after him because you said you were following him. That's right. So, uh, Guillaume Echevera de Lomo is this uh, elf um, yeah, of uh, Latin uh, heritage. He is eating his meal. He's got a bottle on the table and a glass of chilled uh, white wine uh, there. And he's enjoying the view out uh, to the south and the sea, uh, which is uh, very nice. Uh, He's at the table by himself. And uh, you're going to interrupt his meal. So go for it, Padre. Oh, no. We'll we'll wait till he finishes his meal. And then uh, we'll order... uh... Uh, three shots of uh, tequila from the bar, and then take them over and make the introduction. You sure you don't want four? I had no one for me. Uh, I thought there was only myself and and lately that I got to talk to him. You're waiting in the bar, and you realize uh, Carrig is there with you. Oh well, of course, of course, oh, well, my son Carrig. <laughs> yes, I could be waiting at the bar if you like. Carrig will get a shot of tequila also. Excellent. While we're waiting at the bar, I'll be making friends with the bartender and practicing my Spanish with him. And I'm honest, I could really take care of his uh, bunion if you'd like to. <laughs> Do we know that he has a bunion? Yes. I'll keep that in mind. That might be a good uh, good way to seal the deal. Oh, yeah. I, I've got a little bit of first aid and medical uh, skill and a heal spell. And I can also sense him if that will give us any other information we might be able to use. You uh, do your introduction. You're bringing the, your uh, shots of tequila over. Um, uh, Padre, I'd like you to make an etiquette test for me, please. Etiquette, etiquette. Okay. Got to switch pages and look at my sheet. 
if I could jump in at some point when our um, Johnson target, whoever this, this guy is, uh, when he goes to use the bathroom, I want to use the bathroom as well. And I'll, uh, in the process of, you know, getting through the bathroom doors or whatever, or waiting for them. If it's just a single-use bathroom, I'll pass by him, and I want to slip a stealth tag on his person. Uh, rolling nine dice for etiquette, I got four hits. Um, Sans, I need a palming test. Oh, there we go. That's a pretty good roll. Seven hits uh, using uh, edge to push the limit. Okay. So uh, there doesn't seem to be a reaction to your um, setting the tag on him? Yeah, ideally like somewhere in a jacket or something that he might wear uh, fairly frequently. Uh, and he returns to his table. And um, Padre, you did your etiquette test? Yes, okay. four hits. All right. So um, there is not a negative t- reaction to your uh supplying these drinks uh when you bring him over he uh acknowledges you and says oh please join me then uh, muchas gracias and i'll Thank sit you. down gracias and, uh, he says that in aslan spanish uh yeah i'm just a humble priest and he knows that so do you have a aslan spanish yet lately yes that's uh i think that's why he said he says that in aslan spanish oh okay well, then I'll just be quiet from here on out and let you do the Oslo Spanish speech. Well, if you know Spanish better, it might be helpful to have you assist. I only have a one in Spanish. I know regular but, uh, Spanish. In any case, I will uh, speak with him. Uh, uh, Senor Delomo, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I understand that you're a, a powerful man in these parts. Very powerful. Yes? Uh, he nods and tosses back the shot of tequila uh, and uh, back, and then he looks at the two of you. That's that's great to hear because a powerful man is is who I'm looking for. Someone that can help us with a a glance over my shoulder, a a plan of ours, a plan that can make uh, both of us uh, a bit of money, and uh, maybe uh, the beginning of a, a long term relationship. Uh, Delomo looks at your shot glass. I take my shot. Delomo looks at Padre's shot glass. And. Padre will uh, hoist it up like a salute to both of these gentlemen and down it. I've already taken mine. Delomo uh, waves to the bar and waves uh, his empty shot glass, uh, and the bartender uh, brings uh, a bottle over. And uh, Delomo pours a shot, uh, for, fills up every shot glasses, uh, and, and, and then uh, signals to you to continue uh, lately. Uh, before this happens, can I roll uh, to a sense him? Go ahead and make your a sensing test. All right, I'm going to pre-edge this one. Uh, eight hits. He is mundane. He is not a technomancer. Uh, he has no... Uh, actually, he he does uh, probably have some cyberware uh, in his head um, uh, in there, but uh, uh, not that much. Um, he's generally healthy. Uh, he is uh, happy. And in a good mood. Um, I don't think there's much else that uh, you would get from this awesome, awesome test. Excellent. Well, I just quietly pass that on. Just say, hey, this guy's a jovial bloke and uh, looks like he's doing good with no obvious power behind him. So I understand that you have uh, an in, an in on shipments coming in and out of the city. And, well, I think that uh, 
I think with uh, with your in and my people, we could we could turn the whole thing into a, a pile of uh, useful useful Manuyan and and equipment for both of us. I'm I'm thinking medical supplies or maybe communications gear. That's that's the sort of thing that you could uh, you could uh, arrange for uh, the location of or or possibly a a, a truckload to uh, you know become available. Yes. Um, uh, Del Almo uh, pulls a dish of salt uh, and uh, grabs a lime out of the center and gets a little small uh, knife and he slices the limes uh, and he sprinkles salt uh, between his uh, on the little skin between his thumb and his forefinger and uh, puts the lime on there and he tosses back the shot and then he bites down on the lime and then his thumb there and sucks. Uh, and you can see there's a little bit of blood, and then he looks at you. I'll set it up for uh, for what he was doing. With uh, looks like he's doing a whole Simon Says thing here, so I will follow along. He's uh, actually cut slices for uh, you and Padre as well. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. If he hasn't cut one for me, then I'll just bide my time. You're at the bar or at the table with him. I thought I was there. Yep, and he has cut one for you too. Yeah, I'm at the bar pretending not to be associated with any of these people. Same here. I'm in the van with a with a learning soft going Como at sta. No tickle walk till oh why did I put so many damn X's in this? <laughs> so yeah, I'm with I'm with lately and the father, but I'm not I'm not taking too much of a an active role, although I do have uh two levels in Azalon or Spanish, so I can hear what's going on. So is is this the sort of thing that's uh, of interest to you? Has he said a word yet, or is he just uh, drinking? Well, you know, you've said all this stuff. So he says, uh, so finally he says something um, uh, to you, uh, and uh, I would like you to make your Aslan uh, Spanish roll. Uh, and, uh, Karen, you can do it as well. Can I assist with uh, regular Spanish? Uh, no. Oh. All right. That's with uh, intuition for a language, isn't it? I'll go ahead and roll uh, an edge with this one as well. Holy crap. Is that <laughs> eight dice? I, I rolled eight dice using edge, and I got eight hits. <laughs> Dang. Dice! I rolled oh, no. 11 dice with uh, edge, and I got a one. That's because you've been thinking about Spanish with that, uh, Aslan Spanish with that accent. <laughs> Irish uh, honor Spanish? <laughs> Uh, so Delamo, he he speaks uh, kind of uh, gutturally, kind of spits it out. Uh, there's all these X's and G's and things which make it kind of awkward. But uh, you know, lately you've been you're really dialed in, and it basically he says, um, "I can um, just a, a regular load from a governor. Fifty um, percent of it is mine, and you can have the vehicle and the rest of the goods." And uh, when he says governor, you know he meant an ass technology governor, which is the same as a GMC step fan. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, to try to negotiate the the uh, terms on it, not to get a a better share on this particular uh, deal, but to uh, to lock in more of a, a long term relationship. Um, so basically keeping the terms that he set here, but with a, uh, 
a, I guess, uh, an idea that in the, the future we'll have uh, slightly better uh, uh, terms in, in our favor and to, to lock in his mind the idea that we're going to keep working together as a team. Well, uh, all right. Uh, what specifically do you, do you uh, say or do? Uh, go ahead and do a negotiation role. Let's see. So he's an elf, so I've got a minus six, but I know a whole lot about how he ticks, so I get a plus three. Plus, I'm on uh, nasty evil drugs, so I've got another plus two there, so I'm rolling down a minus one overall. Does he get a bonus on you? Uh, yes, he gets plus six dice. Oh, and uh, is that an assist coming my way? I don't really have a negotiation skill at all, but I do have a decent charisma. I can default if you want me to. Oh, wait, yes. no, that was, that was not uh, an assist on there. Never mind. So I think uh, uh, Delamar has four hits, and how many do you get? I can I've got them. three. And you're... Okay, you're... Um, you're trying to kind of establish uh, uh, an ongoing relationship thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, to kind of set it up as a, a done deal that we're, we're turning this into a long-term relationship, not just a one-off thing. Okay, but it's just a long-term relationship. There's no, nothing specific behind that. Just like, hey, right. hey uh, in the future, I want to come to you again with something. Uh, okay. Um, uh, he, he, uh, he counter-offers um, where he's willing to do the same deal every two weeks with you if you do this one, first one, without any trouble. That sounds like a, a good plan. Oh, and uh, perhaps as a, a little sweetener, uh, I understand you have a, a certain personal problem. I, I tap my foot on the floor. I have a, a friend here that could uh, fix that up for you quickly, easily. Um, he... <laughs> he... Um... Uh, do a uh, judge intentions test, please. Yep, three summit. Um, Seven hits. Okay. Uh, he looks obviously nervous, uh, and you. Um, so lately, you're pretty sure he was un- he's uncomfortable with letting somebody would uh, cast magic on him, especially. Well, keep it in, keep it in mind. Maybe maybe after we. Uh meet for to settle up after this deal so you guys have uh so um he says uh oh, well thank you very much uh, he uh pours another couple shots uh he does the salt and the the lime again he knocks it back takes that crunching bite uh and and uh right after he takes a shot and he's bitten the, the lime and a little bit into that webbing says there's it's bloody he holds out his hand uh, to shake you with the the, the bloody part, uh, you know, there. Um, do you shake his hand? Yes, I will shake his hand. Uh, okay, so you've sealed the deal. He um, he gives you a, a comm number, exchanges a comm number with you, and he says, uh, I will, you can contact me uh, in uh, uh, two days from now. I will give you... Um, a location and instructions, and um, if this goes successfully, then I look forward to uh, ongoing uh, to keeping in business with you. Yes, to future business. 
and I take one final shot. He takes another shot and looks around at everybody. Make sure Taking my shot. I'll take it. All right, you guys are a little woozy. You've taken four shots of tequila in uh, less than uh, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be very woozy. Uh, but you've made this deal. Um, he uh, he gets up, says, uh, thank you, uh, and uh, he goes out the door, and as he gets out the door, his vehicle uh, drives up, and he gets in, and uh, he drives off. So you've made arrangements. Uh, looks good for now. Um, two days later, you communicate to him, assuming you don't go do weird stuff or get lost in the meantime. That's the first deal. Um, and uh, he gives you a location in the city. And um, uh, uh, basically, uh, the vehicle will be here uh, parked. There will not be, uh, the driver will be away from the vehicle. Um, if you, uh, if you uh, leave half of the goods uh, at, like unload, and leave half of the contents there, um, then everything will go fine. Uh, so the deal sounds like you're going to go, there's a vehicle uh, parked, uh, you'll have to unload half of it, and then you can take off with it. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a milk run. <laughs> and you know how those go. And uh, I'm also going to pick up a regular Spanish at some point here with another point of karma. Okay. Say, Boyos, what do you think that blood thing was about? I'm not sure. Some sort of um, creepy family or intimidation ritual. Um, If you like, I've I've got some um, medical equipment. I can help sterilize you against any potential infections. Actually, I was thinking... Yeah, sure, might as well. Wait, stop before you do that. Why don't you get a sample of this blood? We could analyze that. Maybe use it for some future thing. You know, the saliva, tequila, and everything mixed up there with the salt, I'm not going to be able to get any uh, decent uh, sample, I don't think, but I'll give it a shot. Maybe I could. Oh, you have medical training as well? Not really. A little bit of magical training, though. Okay, well, um, if you can help me know what to look for. If you're looking for something along that lines, go for it. Um, I did manage to slip a stealth tag onto his, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I got it uh, uh, into the seam of his jacket when he was coming back from the bathroom. So if we ever, ever do need to track this guy, we might be able to have a chance to do it. Uh, did he seem to be on the level with us? As far as I could tell, he seems very relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know in three days. Oh, I'm assuming I'm having this conversation with him after he's left and not talking to them. I'm not just going to walk up and start talking about the guy right in front of him at the table there. <laughs> All right. So for the two of you that are maybe interested in finding a sample or something from this handshake exchange, uh, do you have a particular skill roles or things you want to make to see what you can get something out of it? I've got either first aid, which I'm really good at, or medicine, which I'm training in. I could assist you probably with the medicine. I think the medicine role might be the most appropriate, but I'm not sure. I believe that medicine for a forensic sample would be best. Okay. Otherwise, I do have a chemistry skill as well. That's helpful, and that I'm really good at. But I think I'm stuck with medicine. So I rolled six dice or medicines, and I got three hits. All right. Yep. Unfortunately, I only have one rank, so I'm rolling seven dice, and I got two hits. But I also want to um, use my uh, medicine skill to then you know, make sure he's nicely sterilized so he's less likely to get any diseases this guy might be transferring. If I do get a good sample, I might want to actually use it to check to see if there are any diseases that I might want to inoculate uh, lately uh, for. Um, 
So with two hits, you have something you think uh, um, at least serves as uh, uh, what you would call a reference sample. Like you might be able to much match blood type, um, DNA, if it, if this is a good sample. You, you think you've got something that would work for that. Uh, Carrig? Um, or uh, Padre, do you guys have either of you have ritual spell casting? Yeah, but in, even if you don't have ritual spell casting, what you could have done is a sensing could have been useful for helping determine the sample, certainly could have been used to assist on um, the collection of a forensic sample. Uh, in this case, okay, uh, Cliff uh, Sands was successful, so it doesn't matter, but uh, I think uh, you know, if you needed to, you guys could have, could have done that. That's what I was planning to do, was to use my sensing, but if you don't need it, that's all right. Uh, you, all right you well, go. Um, yeah. well, I've yeah. got a good profile uh, for the data. I'll upload it to you uh, lately to, so you can add to your uh, file. Um, it does strike you also, Sans, that um, Del Olmo also could have done this with Lately's uh, blood or material. Yeah, I'll just keep that to myself. No real reason to bring that up or discuss it, but I'll just keep that to myself. If he's that desperate for a hit of Novacook, he could have just asked. And, uh, <laughs> by the way, I noticed you um, uh, dosed up on, on that. I know the crash effects in that can be pretty severe. Um, given some uh, time, I've got the right equipment and the know-how. I could probably cook up uh, some special doses of that for you that will um, not, not, um, not give you such a bad hangover. Or, uh, that sounds like a, a great deal. Yeah, you should, you should definitely do something like that. Yeah. What I really want to get going is to cook up some really special um, concoctions for each of you. Uh, that requires a, a bit more time and study, so I wouldn't mind. Um, not sure much you guys trust me, and uh, but if you're okay with me gathering some of your phys- physical samples, I'm sure I could make something that'll have just the right kick for you. We'll have to talk about this. I like the way it's going, and I, I, I certainly trust another elf like you, but... Uh... Well, to, it's uh, good to start with a base, like, and I mentioned some sort of a you know, chemical term, and then start going on for a little while. Do you have any chemistry knowledge? I'm very good at smiling and nodding. <laughs> <laughs> that probably takes longer before I notice that you don't really understand what I'm talking about. Oh, I can keep this conversation going on all night long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe you have, we'll have the basis for spending a point in uh, chemistry after you know after a long conversation. But yeah, before too long, I'll, I'll probably steer it more towards, you know, more applications than more specific chemistry knowledge. But you're talking about the ways you can combine this or that. And, and uh, yeah, Jane, this is something where if you pick up on any of this, the, the dog thing and the chemistry thing and the medical knowledge and the first aid and medic stuff that I've all talked about, where none of that was anything you remember from me back five years ago. There have been a few changes that she's been keeping mental note of. Yeah, He's a right I, veterinarian. <laughs> I, my whole demeanor is different too. I didn't. I never seemed to have this casual look. I was more on edge, and you know, seemed like a taut spring ready to go. And now I'm just, you know, I flop, <laughs> flop into whatever is the nearest chair, and just seem right at home and at ease. And, and at ease. And Jane seems an awful lot deader than you remember. Yeah, Sans has just mainly kind of been keeping his distance from her, not in any super obvious or blunt way but she seems utterly unaffected just kind of giving her a wide berth all right so you guys have uh traveled half the world to location you've uh found a place to stay you've you've kind of set up 
uh, cheap place for you to live, and you've arranged your first uh, hooding job where you're going to steal a half truckload of goods and do something with it. Uh, we don't know yet, uh, and hopefully it all goes well. Uh, and you get, uh, you're going to derive some benefit out of it. Either you're going to make some good friends or make uh, some good money out of this. I rolled three hits on a memory test to potentially um, actually recognize or remember. How do I pronounce your name? Karog? What do you think, GM? Is three dice enough? Three hits? There's various thresholds. I think, uh, uh, does Karog actually, should he also do a memory test? for what he remembers about um, Sans? Oh, I just read this chat. I should probably roll two. Uh, I think uh, Karog would definitely remember them more than in reverse, but yes, I'll roll one. So uh, on a memory test, Jane only got one hit out of four dice. Oh, Karog, that'll make it easier. He's a rogue. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I got four. Okay, so... Oh. Um, the uh, ooh, um, Sans, you you with your three hits, you know Carol was uh, in at the start of the operation, last operation uh, in Colombia and uh, Bogota. You, you and you know he he at the start, you know he was there. Uh, Jane, you got one hit. Uh, um, you think he's certainly. Um, he looks familiar, like you may have met him before, uh, but you're not sure why. Okay. Uh, and Carol, you got four hits for, um, Sans, or you're going to do that for both of them? Uh, yeah, I guess I will do Sans first and then, uh, and then Jane after. Uh, six hits for Jane. Okay. For, uh, Sans, um... You you know um, that uh, uh, you know some things about San, whether it was necessarily historical or now. Um, but uh, okay, I guess a little known thing about San that you might know then is that he was born and raised um, among the wealthy and privileged in in uh, Tier Tangier. And even though I look like I'm in my early 20s, like any old elf, I'm 40 years old. Um, so, Clifford Sands, did you, did you have any of these negative qualities during your time, you know, during that time in that last operation in uh, Columbia? Um, my allergy to cats and my tendency to be condescending. But no, my addiction, phobia, and wanted quality I did not have until after Bogota. Okay, so... Karag, uh, um, you know that uh, Sans uh, has a cat allergy. All right. And for Jane, um, all right. For Jane, um, well, okay. For Jane, um, you know that uh, she's uh, she's actually a real pro, and then she's got some conditions and other things that. Uh, you know, she may or may not need treatments for that other people don't just to take extra medical care for certain things. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, she's a vegetarian or doesn't eat meat. So right. does that mean she can eat fish? <laughs> yes, no. it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Then it's really too bad. All right, All right so uh, Karug's going to keep those things uh, to himself and just not deal with them. All right. Okay. 
I won't bring up the the, the fish debate again. <laughs> it's gonna happen every time. There's a <laughs> meal. Every time uh, Pedro comes over, he's going. Is it fish soup? Can it can it be Friday every day? I want it to be Friday every day. All right. Uh, so you guys have settled in. You did some stuff. You figured out what your first uh, job or assignment that you're gonna go do together. Uh, uh, build stuff out. You know. You're really the new players in the new place and kind of have to build some things up. Uh, you have some goals that you're setting. You're learning uh, the language and the lay of the land. And um, you guys survived the session. Um, you didn't go off and do anything uh, totally self-damaging. Um, you accomplished some objectives, and you did have some imposed die rolls that you did. So you get five karma for this session. Me too. Yep, and which is why I'm totally uh, not afraid to give karma out because I know you guys are going to use it right away. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to be uh, um, talking to uh, Padre and uh, ask him if he can sort of uh, insert me into the um, the just the, the the church as a you know basically have me hang around as a, whatever local you know temple help you have uh, teach me the basic stuff so I know how to behave properly and not give myself away and. See, see, yes, this can be accommodating. Well, I'll basically mainly just kind of help out around the church and, and help Padre out and just try to establish myself as a, you know, a local poor person who is helping out at the temple. Or is it called a temple? Uh, it's a parish. A parish. And um, don't forget, you guys need to deduct that uh, lifestyle. Uh, yeah, we need cost. to add that up to, like, everything that we want. Right. But that's a cost that you want to make sure that you figure out what it is. Um, I believe some of you guys calculated it's just a, a low lifestyle cost for if all uh, six of you do it. Uh, I did a back of the napkin thing, but we could probably do actual numbers on the, uh, like in a text or something in between sessions and then talk about it at the next session. Yeah, yeah. I'll want our lifestyle level to be medium, not low. Right, but the cost may end up being low for everybody because it's right. split so many ways. So but we'll start with middle for the calculations. I'm in Hero Lab yep. right now uh, building something. Cool. Okay. There we go. So Anyone want to boost anything other than security? I, I'm just happy with the work area. It wouldn't, it, I wouldn't mind having some sort of a lawn or even a garden or greenhouse type thing. But, okay. uh, but the work area is really important. Uh, having some room for the dogs to run might be cool too, but they're, you know, they're good dogs. Large car garage? Got it. There are two different kinds of garages, so look into which one you want. Uh, they're split up by uh, vehicle. For body five or grade. Different, different books have different uh, rules for garages. Oh, yes. This is from yeah, Run the Faster. One, the one that I need is a special work area. I don't need anything that like auto-heals vehicles, basically. <laughs> I just need a, no, there's a you know, good room for my, my, my chemistry shop. There's a separate special work area that I will add as well. It, uh, if we're going to be down here long term, I might need a lodge. Yeah, we'll definitely need room for one of those. Um, I don't know how immediate that need is. But. Are you two the same tradition or different ones? Uh, I imagine that we're different. I would imagine the same. Um, I'm, a, I, I'm, I am, I'm a hermetic. I'm Christian Thurgist. They're hermetic. Um, they are hermetic, yes. <laughs> um, so something to remember... Uh, um, you have a location now, um, but your 
plan might be to actually get a whole set of locations or operations that maybe support other uh, black anarchists, uh, you know, uh, black star operators in this area, right? Your, your goal is to kind of put the support mechanism or infrastructure in place uh, for both for you to operate, but for, you know, others as well. So that has some things that you guys should think about. Uh, what does that mean? Well, at first we could s- trade some of these things that we're getting from uh, Del Soro or Del, Om- Del Omo. If we don't mess up the first one in every two weeks, that's probable income. That's one revenue stream. Then we'd set up a few more. Anyway, cool. I got to bounce. See you guys. Good night. Thanks for playing. Thanks for Good night. Oh, thanks, everybody. And good night. Uh, I think you guys did all did a good job getting settling in and like picking uh, something to do. Cool. Cool. Bye. So I've got a large car garage, a greenhouse, and a special work area. Uh, middle lifestyle with security bumped up to four. Seven guests share cost evenly. There's three more points of modifications I can add. Does anybody have any requests? So did you say greenhouse yet? Uh, hang on. I think that helps with characters who have special dietary requirements in their lifestyle. Yes, there's a greenhouse. But it's, it's also kind of cool. I know, environmental damage due to food allergies, but I don't know if that's, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a thing to put on if we have something better first, but if you don't, I mean, it's a good thing to fill the slot with, and it would, you know, it would make good sense for us to have, like, hey, if we can show up and give somebody a couple tomatoes. Okay, well, I'll uh, post something somewhere later. Yeah, that's... Well, there's only there's only one point of modification capacity left after one yard. It says roughly 50 to 200 square meters. How about a 100-meter-long escape tunnel? <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that's what I got now. Looks like it comes to 1487 a piece. But, you know, I'll post it and see what people say. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Arcology Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Arcology Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in this podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Arcology podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. So if you use any part of the show, please give us credit.